Benders and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully. Uh, I'm just gonna say it right now. Yeah, There's a thing that I'm trying to think of that okay. we were talking about before the show started. <laughs> yes. It's a line from Dinner with Schmucks, which but I don't you, even love, where Steve Carell botches a line. But you need to remember a line from And Imagine. I need to remember the line from Imagine that yeah. he's quoting that has helped yeah. out. Yeah. And it's going to come to me midway through the show. Uh-huh. And so if it, anyone who's listening, if that happens, there's your context. Yeah. So I'm just getting that out of the way. There's immediately somebody that's like, yeah, I know all of Imagine. I've seen Dinner yeah. for Schmucks four times. They I know, know exactly, exactly what, what you're is. talking about. Uh, oh, it's it's going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, <laughs> so now that we've got that out yeah, of the way, get us in. Uh, that'll happen there. And so with us today, we have uh, a fellow podcaster. Uh, he does the Rack and Focus podcast, yes. and I've actually became acquainted with him through Iron Age Theater, okay. um, where my better half, Jenna, did a show that, uh, that uh, John was the mastermind behind. So introducing John Doyle. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me here Thanks and uh, sharing my passion of uh, uh you know this movie that we watched today so yeah, yeah great it's good to be here yeah, excellent it's good going. to have you uh, we've been talking about I, uh, jenna pointed out the show that she did with you was i think five it's, years ago uh, yeah, it's all it, it's 20 yes it's five years five years ago, ago this weekend indeed I believe. this weekend uh, that's insane absolutely and we began we've been talking about podcasts <laughs> since then yeah. what show is that absolutely John? uh a show called uh dogfall which was a sort of traveling through World Wars uh, from World War One until essentially 9-11 today. Well, okay. Uh, set uh, an Australian play where dogs fall on the roof of a uh, bunker and slowly but surely those dogs turn into human bodies over time and Whoa. these people are buried underneath three characters. And Jenna was brilliant. I mean, she not played to, a little boy. Out. She played a little boy. She got force fed beans. She got force. She did in fact get force fed beans on stage <laughs> at Lake. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were landmines, lots of weapons. It was tons. awesome. It was yeah, pretty intense. Play. What was the name of that venue? Uh, it's called the Power Plant. The it's Power down Plant. At, what Second Street? We ended up canceling performances because of ice. Yep, you know, yep. global warming hadn't saved us from <laughs> uh, your theaters failing. So yeah. uh, just stand outside with like a hairspray and just empty it. And exactly. Wait and hopefully, <laughs> the Ho- hopefully we can do a show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Now, that venue was so cool, especially because that play took place in a bunker because you had oh, to yeah, go yeah. downstairs to do it. Okay. And so it kind of had yeah. like the chill of a basement. Right. And uh, it, it was awesome. Very atmospheric. It was that was I love really stuff like cool that with play. theater, where like the theater itself can be part of the experience. Oh, yeah. They, you yeah. know what I mean? That's I would say a, that's yeah. sort of a hallmark of my work. So, okay, yeah, cool. That's the way yeah. we right on. Do I love that. Yeah, that's cool. specific sort of, yeah. We, did, we opened Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, you did? So awesome. in, in 1994, we did Tunnel. We wrote a play about the escape, and we produced it in the theater for a couple years. Whoa. Uh, that's so cool. And you'll, then, you'll then have they to, abandoned us. You'll have to talk to Tori afterwards. She worked at Eastern State for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. I um, got to sit next to Jenna's parents while in the play, Jenna gets the crap kicked out of her. <laughs> and it's like really well choreographed and it was violent. And like all of us had that reaction like, do we got to go kick this guy's ass? Yeah. <laughs> like, but was, it was uh, uh, just a, let's pretend. Let's remember pretend. when we saw, was it, ter- it was Terrifier, right? We saw Terrifier at Puff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, do you know Terrifier, John? You know this I, movie? It's no. a, you it's, might love it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a what would I call it? It's like a very gross, like VHS era throwback. Okay. It's a splatter movie. movie. 
movie. It's yeah. a splatter movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a killer clown. Um, the the hook of the movie being that the clown actually clowns in the way like a clown that goes to clown school. All with right, clown. okay. It's very entertaining in that way. Art the clown deserves to He's be incredible. amongst the pantheon of slashers. That's I'd like cool. to see a few more movies yeah. with them. All right, cool, yeah. cool. But Terrifier. you got to be able to stomach some truly gruesome shit, which occurs to this young actress that was at the screening we saw of the movie, and we watched the movie while sitting behind her and her parents who watched her get <laughs> eviscerated while topless. And uh, I was well, like... She gets hung upside down by her ankles and then cut in half from vagina to skull. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really great prosthetic. And she was sitting next to her parents just like, this is the premiere. This is what I, this is what I do. This is my job. I've never been more uncomfortable in a movie. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, we're all sitting there like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just getting cut in half. It's crazy. It was wild. Uh, yeah, okay, so John, you brought a movie that I literally only knew, like, I feel like vaguely in passing. I know this movie by name. Yeah. I feel like I know it because, I, so I did stand-up comedy with Dan years ago, so the connection this movie has to stand-up comedy is maybe why I okay, knew it yeah, to sure. some extent, you know what I mean? But otherwise, I knew nothing about this movie going into this. So we watched, um, 1976, do I have that right? 1976's Car Wash, We can I think. take a look, I'll t- uh, yeah. I'll pull it up, I'll, I'll buy 76. I, I think that's, uh, I believe that's accurate. 1976's Car Wash, uh, which was written by Joel Schumacher. Uh, Amazing early work. Yes. Schumacher. And directed by Seven. Michael Schultz, do I have that right? Yeah, Michael you Schultz. You do. And that's actually, he's part of the sort of interesting part of the story. Okay, interesting, yeah. yeah. So we'll be touching on And yes, it is 1976, 1976 right? Yeah. So, yeah. Just to, to kick it off, uh, why did you choose Car Wash for your for your episode of Movie Movie? Yeah, so uh, str- first of all, I'm a child of this period, right? So sure, 1976, yeah. it, and, and we, like we have to be clear, right? This is like Jaws time, right? You're putting this music in, you're putting this movie in that sort of world of, of what's happening in this culture. But I grew up as a poor kid in a, uh, Narstown, Pennsylvania, okay. on a block with that group of people and so when this movie came out you know i my life was wrapped around black exploitation cinema Mm -hmm. from the nature of growing up in it like it was what we what we watched right interesting yeah and and so this movie comes out and it's this different animal in that same genre right like something else is happening sure and it meant a lot to me and we also uh um me this year we every year you do a field day at your elementary school you know where yes, you got indeed. I remember and uh the uh, this the car wash song was adopted as the field day theme okay. for the remainder of the year so it was dun, dun. Yeah. Field day. And we that's what we would do out and outside. And so it sort of took on a very cultural life with us as as these little kids. Yeah. Um and, and it stuck with me. And as I've grown older, I revisit it. Yep. As I revisit a lot of that cinema and it, it became more and more meaningful and as it became more of a leftist in my politics, yes. it became more and more meaningful. Yeah. Right and on. as I realized my white privilege, it became more yeah, and absolutely. more meaningful. Yeah. And uh, then I discovered some stuff and you know, started to pay attention to how it was made. So that that's why I bring it to you because nice. it's a cool piece. It's like yeah. a little gem that's very different than what one expects. And it does some really good writing things. Like there's some cool work in it. There is. It's a hangout movie for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, it doesn't suffer from the problem that I have with because like hangout movies it's so tough for me to decide whether they're good or bad mm-hmm. because some uh, there's there's a magic touch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a hangout movie works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a hangout movie doesn't. Like we did. Um, 
Stranger Than Paradise yes. hangout movie that I know is a classic and yep. I get its influence, but like I just wasn't into it when I watched yeah, it. Sure. Same filmmaker, Only Lovers Left Alive, hangout movie, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we actually had like polar opposite we experiences did. Did, about yes. those two things. Yeah. And I can't tell what that magic yeah. is, but I think Car Wash uh, has that magic because it's like really, really easy to just kind of flow with. But coming at it from 2020 and seeing it as a class story is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 having the same conversation today. Yes. like straight yeah. up, like it's touching on things that it's hard to believe so they're dealing with th- in the period. Li- mm-hmm. Like down to like things of like who should be able to use these bathrooms. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Where it's like I I can't believe we're having that conversation now, but it, it's like ridiculous to think that yeah we started this conversation. 50 years? Is that what it is? 50 years? So, uh, 76, 86, I, no, 96, no, no, 60, 40 years. 40 years, yeah. yeah. 40 years, I'm right? trying it's to like, math I mean, my age out. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, sorry, I was insulting to you. Sorry. Could not be. No, it wasn't. It yeah, just yeah. mean I would be closer to death than I am. So, <laughs> 44 uh, this year. Right, yeah. So, like, year. it's yeah. crazy to think of that conversation, and maybe even started earlier than that, but it, it's just, like, wild to think about that, that it's, well, like... Well, the conversation's happening in popular film. Like, that's the thing, right? So, you could have some art house film from you know, 65, 58, whatever, yeah. that could deal with these issues. But right. this is a popular film. It yeah. was a popular film for the black community, ultimately, yeah. certainly the urban community, where those issues are a little more touch, touchy anyway. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. That was also interesting because Dan and I have seen not a ton of black exploitation. I feel like, but some a, a, a share like oh, we yeah. did a Dolomite I mean, I on this podcast. Uh, right, Do- uh, Dolomite. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The original yeah. Dolomite on this podcast Exum earlier. Films always dips yeah, into black exploitation. Films has yep. a lot of black exploitation that that's we've a, seen with black exploitation. Uh, as much as I understand it, it, it's another thing that's funny to watch. Is some of it you can tell is done cynically, where it's like we're gonna cl- check all the boxes to appeal yep. to a black audience, yep. and some of it's done naturally, where it's like yep. we're gonna appeal to a black audience because this is just what we love to make. Yeah. And uh, this is of the latter category for sure. And I feel like you can often tell, although I, this movie might be different. Actually, I, I would know. say this one goes to an urban audience because this actually has a relatively diverse cast and crew. Like the, the car wash workers, there's a pretty big mix of racial makeup. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say actually was like, you know, being somewhat familiar with black exploitation, this feels very different than the other black exploitation films Absolutely. I've seen. This has um, an energy to it that I I've not seen another black exploitation that I've seen because a lot of other black exploitation that I've seen is is what you're saying, Dan. It's, yeah. uh, it either legitimately feels exploitative, which yeah, this it's movie more on the exploitative uh, thing, right? Yeah. Um, or it feels like it's like a black filmmaker getting to because of black exploitation sneak something by behind yeah, yeah, the studio's yeah. back, and this doesn't feel like that either. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, not at all. Yeah, it, it, th- this has something going on that I don't feel like I've seen in black exploitation before. Yet written by a white gay man, <laughs> I know, which yeah. is well, wild. Yeah, well, and that's part of the mystery, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, written by a white gay man, but originally mm. sort of designed by Mike Schultz, the guy. Who's is the it director. really? Oh, yeah. Tell like, us one a little of the more about, this story. Know about yeah. the story. Is that this is a film that you know is? The, I mean, black exploitation has often a white someone at the head, right? Yes. Like there's yep. someone who has money. I mean, in most cases, and Dolomite's like a wildly unusual yes. example of the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so there's there's white folks who are businessmen who mm-hmm. know that this is a marketable tool and they're giving people an opportunity yes. and those people are taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So Schultz wants to make a movie. He wants to do this thing. And yeah. this story grows out of a, a collaboration instead of, a, a job offer right. to do piecework. That's interesting. And, and so we see Schumacher's hand in it, like because there's some really smart writing, yes. right? There's some really clever plotting and whatever. But on the other hand, you have a guy who is a young black filmmaker yeah. 
who wants to tell a real story, yeah, who he wants to get world. out of it. And like it's 76, right? So it's it's at the tail end of some of the as of that world of of the sort of black exploitation film. And so mm -hmm. this guy's trying to change it. And there's I mean other films are around this time like you know Cooley High and whatever like these oh, other Cooley High like super rules. important films that that are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. But this you know the choice was we need to stop making our lives tragic. Right. That was when right? we had uh, your yeah. friend Michael on the yes. show. Uh, we did Black Panther with him. Yeah. yeah and the Yates. one thing that stuck with me that that Michael said was, "What I loved about Wakanda is it doesn't look downtrodden." Yeah. And that's and it's it, an it aspirational me. I was view like, Holy of shit, like, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I always immediately in my head associate yeah. the homeland with downtrodden, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like. It's like built in. It's coded in yep. me. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's so interesting. And that, and actually, now that you've said that, it's like I, that might be the distinct difference that I'm trying to find the words for, which is just like this is a very positive story about b black people in the city. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the, it is not um, exploiting their and it's not but it's also not um um candy coating it either. But, right. you know, it's not it's not exploiting their experience as the lower class of america mm -hmm. right it, it it is celebrating it's validating them for their culture yeah. right well but and also it, having that experience as yeah. the lower class of america you and know? it is certainly talking about the lower class of america yeah you know we have we have representation of so many different groups right way beyond black way beyond culture black. too yeah and, yeah and as a result we're saying there's there is a culture of working people yes and and you know there's this i mean you you have that the son what's his name oh uh uh, uh, uh god he's got such a funny you're name gonna look Mark. yeah it's uh, it's ridiculous um, yes, he's such a funny in the, character. In the mouse shirt, right? Yes. I, and he's got the little red book, and yes. he's completely wrong. He's the college educated. I, I, be, because I, and, and listen, I, I have been this guy in my past, yeah. right? Where it's like, I, I, I come from a place of privilege, go to get my education, where I am then taught about my privilege. Right. But in trying to reckon with my privilege, I sort of misunderstand my place in this class structure. Yeah. Does and that he, kind of make sense? Like that? Yeah, it yeah. does make a lot of sense. And yeah. he certainly doesn't know where he is right. and and it, it, it takes the workers to accept him yeah yeah, yeah. To, for that transition at later in the film which i yes. think is really like a slick little move I agree. but but he's so wrong and he's so off yeah he's and, got his, his mouth shirt on <laughs> he has his mouth shirt on what in his in his picture yeah it's he does have his mouth shirt on yeah I'm trying to find it. I, I cannot figure out who he is the in this cast list. The it's character's honestly, name is so funny. It's such too. a weird little yeah. name, but but he's like a great little character. But more importantly, yeah. we get to see that he, he, even he ends up being part of that mm -hmm. that the class struggle that these other yes. folks are just living. Right, they're just right. living the struggle. He literally wants to participate for a day, right? right? <laughs> Which right. is very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah. I mean, it's like he 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 does ultimately by the end of the movie he is. A part of it and in it and you know like actually uh, not totally getting to experience it from the inside but has gets to have more of that experience and i think he's even like anticipating right yeah he's almost gifted it in yeah, a way yeah, right yeah. And, and, yeah. and 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 that's and that's one of the things i'll say about the film is there's all there's tons of gifting right yes. which is that affirmation thing yes, which yes. is very different so oh, often you're irwin irwin that's yes. it irwin irwin and he was oh he was in the entity Oh, of course he was. I yeah. knew I recognized him. Also, the lady that you were like, why do I recognize yes. that lady? She's just Ellen Brody from Jaws. Of yeah, fucking that's course she is. Yes, <laughs> of course she is. Yo, she's no, very funny in this. And, yeah. and and be clear, that's the same year. It came out the same oh my year. God. Yeah, yeah, of course it did. That's so funny. Yeah, all the white characters are like so ridiculous in this movie. It's, oh, they're, they're, it's very funny. I wanted to talk about, before we left uh, yeah, talking sorry, about Erwin. One of the things that I like about Erwin, like trying to be a tourist of the lower class yes. and doing that, is that there's a little bit of a hazing 
uh, to uh-huh. do it. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. But there is like a general level of like ball busting acceptance. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, when like his day's over, and one of the guys just like, hey, it was actually legitimately nice to meet yeah, you yeah. and all that. It has like that warmth to it. Yeah. That I think uh, isn't really reckoned with with the more exploitate exploitative side of black exactly. exploitation. Yeah. Well, t- when you mentioned Cooley High, this has the yeah. same exact vibe as Cooley High. No, it, it it's certainly. It's so warm and colorful. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the guy who accepts him is the college student. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. So there's like this. Like, it's a bridge. Know, bridge back yeah. to get there where that kid doesn't want to go back to school, but he is connecting with a guy who's of his same sort of intellectual capacity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. like his aspiration is... He shared some... Way. Yeah, there's something him, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to be the one to gift him into the group, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. To well, me. and it, it's... There is something interesting there, too, where the, the bridge is built from the guys that work at the car wash to him, the son of the guy that owns it. Right. It's not the other way around, yep. right? It, it's not a bridge to come be invited into the inner circle oh, yeah. of the people that own the car wash. It's, it's much it's, more feasible to drop down right. a level than it is to climb up. Right. Yeah. And, but, but it's also, you, you know, I think there's a beautiful sentiment there about the, the, the lower classes willingness to yes, yes. try and bridge this divide. Right. And you know cer- I mean? certainly embrace and have empathy for his yes. pain. Right. Yes. And he gets beat up, beat, verbally abused by mm-hmm. Bill Duke. Mm-hmm. Right. And really called out like it's the woke moment, right. Yes. Where yeah. his, his universe is broken by this, this other character and the, the workers, the people rally around the person in pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Even though there's to some extent, they could have an association with Bill Duke's sure. worldview like, sure. or certainly the needs they, they decide that the emotion, pain, human humanity matters more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's really beautiful. Like it's like, and which, and I, so I'm, I'm going to say this, like it, it's and it's ridiculous that I'm saying that about this goofy little movie called Car Wash, right? Like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, that feels like my mantra when I talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. No, I mean that's like the beauty of of a movie like this is it's a it's a Trojan horse movie. Really, it gets to be this very light fun. We talked about as we were watching it that I, I literally asked, I was like. Is there a musical adaptation of this? Because it has a very musical quality to it, not just in the fact that there are actual musical performances during it. You've got characters singing along to the radio, which is ever-present throughout the movie, Mm -hmm. playing great funk from this era. The Pointer Um, Sisters, as themselves. As themselves. (laughs) (laughs) With Richard Pryor, maybe kind of as himself. Right, 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 uh, to some great extent. What do they call him? Big Daddy Rich? Big Daddy Rich. Big Daddy Rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which, when they were hanging up on the car wash on the wall, they have a picture of JFK. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Yep. and then Big Daddy, Daddy Rich. Rich. Yeah. And when they first put it up there, I was like, oh, that's funny. They're honoring Richard Pryor. Right. And then when he shows up in character, it's like, oh no, even worse. They're honoring this like yeah. this uh well, this kind of like church grifter. They make the plays. great point. You seem like a pimp. He, you know, they, yeah, they make yeah, this yeah. great parallel between the the, the sort of telev televangic can't even say that word right now. Televangelical Televa- preacher? Televangelist. Televangelist, televangelist preacher. That's what yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah, preacher. Evangelical uh, televangelist. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I, was I think they're called dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> and still a... very present today. Yes. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, grift, I mean, grift, the same grift, Same right? grift, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. crazy how much everything in this movie is like, this is literally still, every single thing is like still present today. You know what, yeah. though? Let's talk about that, because I think that's kind of interesting yeah. that... Um, I think in a lot of of like lower class communities, there's more of an inclination to be heavy into faith. Yeah, and this movie kind of reckons with the idea that that there can be a predatory nature to that. Yeah, and how easy it is to be taken advantage of. I'm not saying that faith's a bad thing. I don't don't read yeah, me yeah. wrong on that. But it kind of plays with that idea that it's like you know, there's a uh, Bill Duke's character. 
I'm not saying that he's radicalized because of his religion. I think it's more because of his experience. Right. But like he has a certain code that comes from his faith. Um, you know, the the shoeshine guy, he's got so much faith in in Daddy Rich and so much so that he doesn't want to take his money. Yeah. But then he takes his money and then he puts it right back right. into the donation right, had right. to go back to him. But I think and it feels beautiful and you see all the the uh joy and togetherness that comes out of the faith yeah, yeah. but it doesn't let the faith off the hook right. uh, for for being a grift well and that's really clever that is clever but i i, I do think like the and maybe you're actually still saying this too but like the the thing with the i think what they're doing there is like the misappropriation of faith right yes, that yeah, like exactly faith right. is like such a significant pillar to black communities to low class communities in general right because it literally provides a sense of community. Yeah, I'm not that... saying that it's always exploitative. Right, right. I'm just saying that it can be, well, and I like that this movie uh, just di- just displays that. It doesn't even comment on it so much as it di- just displays it. My point, though, is it's the misappropriation of faith through, like, literally what the, the grift is literally not like, oh, I'm taking advantage of your faith. It's, I, I am telling you that your faith will bring you some sort of economic promise that you don't have. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It is a very the the grift is so specific mm-hmm. that it's like I will take. It's not that your faith is wrong. It's that you have faith, and I will take advantage of that faith and twist it into your faith can bring you the economic promise mm-hmm. that you don't already that you can't attain any other way. You and know? the double edged sword of that too is that that is a a valuable product yeah. to some of the people who buy it. Yeah, the, the comfort of that. Yes, and it, that's where that's it gets the, murky. That's yeah. what the shoeshine guy is getting out of it. Yes, right? exactly. It's like he he gives him he takes money just to give it right back. Yeah, to yeah. Him yeah. It's like he was grifted, but he also got exactly what he what he wanted. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know th- that's called prosperity gospel today, oh, right? So there's like okay. there's actually a thing called prosperity gospel okay. that is one of the that many ways <laughs> of of presenting faith in in an evangelical world, and it's present there. Mm-hmm. The key though, too, for me is it's about class too. Yeah, you yeah. see this guy who's everything he says is an empty aphorism. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not quoting the Bible; he's misquoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's and the himself. other people are experiencing faith. But their faith is not transferred into what he's doing, but mm. they can't tell the difference, right? Because the, the faith may, makes them feel good; it's, mm-hmm. it's righteous for them in some way. And so there's this really interesting parallel. And, and Richard Pryor, of course, is like the perfect guy to play that. He's so good in this movie. But, yeah, he is, and he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And and so he's meta, right? In a way, mm-hmm. like the, Richard Pryor's present in that performance. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not just Big Daddy Rich, right? It's Richard Pryor present, and he is that guy. In a way, right? He's the guy who made it. He's the guy with the money. Yeah, he's the right. in the movie. He's yes. the one who has the bucks. Right. He's coming in in a cameo in this movie. Yeah. And 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 with the Pointer Sisters who've made it. Like right, there's a meta right. thing happening there as well. That's very interesting. And and you know what does black exploitation cinema do? But the same thing. The people go and worship this sort of kind of cinema that feels like them. Yes. But in fact, it's just taking their dough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and yeah. so like car wash dolomite. Uh, Cooley High, they step out of that mm-hmm. picture and, yeah. and they're doing a different thing. That's very interesting. interesting. Yeah, that, that that's like such a fascinating perspective on it because I, I, this is a thing I've sort of wrestled with in general with black exploitation, not having seen a lot of it and wanting to appreciate it because I understand it's like such a significant part of film history and for black culture, just so too, much like, good filmmaking. In yeah, it. and right. so much good. And it is genuinely meaningful for black culture as well that mm-hmm. they they have these movies that they got to make for each other, right? You know? But there's still this like right, but it's but that was all actually white people making money off. Yeah, of that there's process. a gatekeeping. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is a fascinating thing to wrestle with, and fascinating. That this movie 
is almost wrestling with some of that in the context of the movie itself. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It, yeah, it, it, that's very, very interesting. You know, because you have, um, what is the character's name who really, to me, the movie ended up being about, and I didn't realize it was about him until the end. I joked that he sounded like a G.I. Joe character. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, what is that character's name? I'm not going to be able to remember it. Um, it. I'm on it. To me, the movie is ultimately like a, a lot about that, not exclusively, but a lot about that character. Well, right. He's, our, he's the guy with the line through, emotional line through that's driving us through the He's piece, got like right? an arc kind of, Absolutely. right? That we get to observe it's, over the uh, course it's of the Lonnie. Movie. Lonnie, Lonnie yes. right. And and I think with Lonnie we really do get this this kind of great picture of like the exploitation of this working black class, mm-hmm. right? This guy who ultimately at the end of the day is the one really doing all of the work, mm-hmm. not just the work of washing the cars, but the work of closing up shop at the end of the night, of counting all the money and making sure it's appropriated correctly and like all of the things that go into running this place and is still having to argue for just like a, a basic raise, like a basic you know, what uh, I think is fascinating about him raise, yeah, is yeah, that like, amidst like the rank and file of that job, he's yeah. probably the one within that bubble with the most privilege. Yeah. And he immediately uses it to help out everyone else. Right. right. Absolutely. And it's like his knee jerk reaction to having any sort of elevation and privilege is to share it. Yeah. Whereas like born and bred me, like that's not in my inclination. <laughs> right, right. Like that's mm-hmm. something that has to be trained. Yeah. And like for him, it is a you know, it's a natural Instinct, thing. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Also, I think it's really cool. We don't get told what his crime was. Because right. it doesn't matter. Well, it's a, he, it sounds like he robbed a gas station. It, okay, a do little they say thing it? Because I, yeah, I don't. But that's it. but that's it. Like it yeah, sounds yeah. like there's something at a gas station. Mm-hmm. And either way, the movie doesn't seem the movie. To, d- it's not interested in having a judgment on any of that. It, it, not at all. It's yeah. in in fact, you know, we we see him piece by piece. We get him built right. So we mm-hmm. we meet his. We see him first, right, opening the place, right, without without any ability to judge anything about him, right, and right. then we watch him. In that opening room, managing characters, and he has his 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 foil, his parallel in the end, uh, who's sort of the management guy, the right? hoity-toity the hoity-toity one, right? black yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't, who, I don't who, get wet. Yeah, I don't get wet, right? And yeah. I, you know, he and and the, he is an exploiter too, right? Yes. He's exploiting. He is, and he's not doesn't. He has privilege, but that privilege he's created himself to laud himself over the rest of the Wait, group. He wears right? a tie under. He his, does. He yeah. wears. You know, his whole look is different. Where. Where Lonnie wears a scarf, uh, like the towel wrapped around his yeah. neck as a like an ascot, right? Yeah. You never know? lights his cigar. Never lights, <laughs> right? So, so like you get you get the, him, and then we meet his kids. Yes, right. And then he yep. tells his kids to go do their homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he sees the police. He's got that great he, line where he says, "You have you have uh, you have greater responsibilities than uh, than whatever else." Uh, the kid than pinball. 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 Yeah, you have pinball. greater right, responsibilities pinball. than pinball. Take your sister and, home. And and who's playing pinball, right? <laughs> but. Uh, and I'm going to keep printing names because I'm old and oh, dying. Oh, Irwin? Irwin. Yeah, Irwin's and, playing pinball, And Irwin's right? eating, I, I couldn't tell if they were buns or pretzels, but you see it in the background as a sign, only one per customer. Whoa. Right. And yeah. he's just sitting he's just, there at the thing just eating yeah, all of them. Eating all of them, yeah. yeah. But you, and, and we get we need his parole officer who he has an interesting encounter mm, with. Like yes. he he really is the person who walks us through yeah. the emotional beats of the film. because yeah. it, it's I mean the film's very episodic, right? Yeah. Um, but it, he he lines us through. Yeah, it's it, an it, ensemble overall. It's a microcosm movie, right? It's like this is to me this is when a hangout movie. This might be why it works for me more than other. It's a microcosm movie. It's it no, is right, about yeah. the car wash, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this tiny little ecosystem that functions in its own way, and we watch all those oh, pieces yeah, and, it's, and, and it's how they influence each other. But it's a macrocosm. It is about all of these class struggles that 
the car wash comes to represent in its mm. little microcosm. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is probably why I it works. I think that's why yeah. it works. That's, that's why yeah, it works. Yeah. Well, and the car wash is America, right? We start from the wide shot, like super, super wide, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we slowly come into that place, right? Yep. And then at the end of the film, we move out into black with two, out, yeah. two actors alone in a space doing something new, something new together, right? Mm -hmm. This new relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we go out and we fall into black at the end of it, you know? But that idea of it is, it is the world. Like, they're just saying this is the world. There's a, a Native American guy. There's right. a Mexican guy. Yep. There's a white guy. Like, there's all these people. Yep. And it really is that microcosm, macrocosm. In a world where white has privilege, yes. even if we're not using that language to 87, yep. those white folks who come through the car wash, every one of them, perhaps oh, yeah. except for Professor Erwin Corey, <laughs> yes. has, yeah. has, has some significant privilege, yes. even in their woundedness, right? Yeah. Or yeah. they're manipulating, right? Yep. Like the, the folks with the dog in the car. Yes. Who, they were sick. They're sick. <laughs> they were people. sick. They're but, just uh, laughing at they it. They get like screwed, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they let the dog gets loose, and of course it takes a crap, but the dog gets loose. <laughs> And then they're in fear, right? Yeah, they have yeah. to run, and their whole emotional state changes. Like well, because they're about little, to lose their little power move. That's the, exactly the dog, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and those little touches are so weird in a movie that could easily have flippantly tossed that aside. Yeah, yeah and like that plays even if you if you want it to play as just a silly gag that's for laughs, mm -hmm. totally works. But it there's does. so much more going on behind it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I was fascinated by that in particular with this whole movie, where it was just like, if I if I weren't if I were paying even a percent less attention, it would just be a fun, funny, yeah, yeah. you know, just kind of a lark, like great Sunday afternoon. Well, the poster viewing. you showed where it's yeah, just yeah. smiling George Carlin and Richard Pryor, yeah. who are barely in the movie. Yes. Right. Like that's what it's selling <laughs> yes. is the, it's is the, the Walmart like, oh, DVD it's going to be a, a silly, you know, I think I've literally seen yeah. it in the Walmart, yeah. like $3 DVD. Yeah, they're selling you on that. But it's like, you know, you, you pay that 1% more attention. It's like there's so much going on beneath of that that surface, yeah that's that just the delivery like, mechanism yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to talk about the scene where lonnie talks to his parole officer yeah because he says something very interesting in that um the parole officer is basically just saying like listen man i got to do my job my job is to check in on you yeah right and he's saying you know that's fine that's all well and good but like i'm doing everything by the book and i'm trying to do my job and you're jeopardizing my job by showing up. Yeah. He doesn't say it in, in so many words, but I love that idea where he's completely aware of what assumptions will be made about him if his parole officer shows up at work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you show up trying to keep me in line, you might actually knock me out of line because the cards are so stacked against me, and then I'm fucked because I don't have a job anymore, which is part of your requirements. Yeah. And it's like, I, I love that he's aware of that and their exchange, and I, I think it's probably important that his... That his PO is black as well. well. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it just feels it feels I, I resonant to have that. The idea that there are there are black people in this world that have some kind of power, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not a world where like this guy arguably climbed up out of similar sure, yeah. circumstances. Like, mm -hmm. there, there, there are still. I, I think it's a representation of like there's still hierarchy here, right? Like there is still the ability to be black and have more privilege than another black person. Mm -hmm. Still, might not be as privileged as the white people in the room. But there's still maybe a hierarchy there in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's invented, like with the character who can't get wet, or right. at, you know, from society itself has deemed you worthy of having a little yeah, more yeah. power than somebody else. Well, and also, what we don't hear or see, but is there, is the PO too. Like, yeah, he has to do his job as well. Right, yeah. You know, he does to check in on him because he's got a boss as right. well. Yeah, like he's not a dick, right? Right. He's he, not a I dick. mean, he's certainly not behaving in a way that's 
makes Lonnie's life easy. Yeah, but yeah. he's not a dick, and that also may be why they end up making him a black character, right? Because this movie is really oh, yeah, laying in these it, white yeah. characters, and right. it, it could change That's that dynamic in a way. That's very interesting. That makes it very different thing, and mm-hmm. and he does, you know. There are black folks who don't understand that you need to forgive the guy who did the crime if he's worked his way out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need to forget that and move on. That that people need to work together. And when you move out of that class and you start to look down on someone else right. or place their yeah, ability to work to in a that. different position, and as a white person, it becomes black exploitation. I'm going to say old school. Mm-hmm. Here, by making it a black character, you raise it out of that. You, it's, yeah, a, it's a different yeah. thing. He's it's not like the question. badgering officer, and, and he's not the bad like, guy. I got my eye on you, Lonnie. There's right? also I like, know you're up to no good, and you'll go right back to it. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. You know, well, and I, I think this that reinforces guy. that. I noticed this in the movie that twice Lonnie sees white cops. Yep. Um, either approaching the car wash or just on the other side of the block. When he sees his PO, now he's familiar with his PO. He knows who his PO is. But when he sees his PO, he doesn't get nervous. Both times he sees cops, the the movie is gives us a shot of Lonnie, his eyes going direct up, looking directly at the cops, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then basically you you watch him sort of check his surroundings, like yep. just like, am I okay? Am I safe? Am I? Do I look dangerous? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, and I, I think well, that it's just my my deck of cards is stacked so precariously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have to be. Yeah. But double cautious. There's a distinct difference between how he reacts to his PO and how he reacts to yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those white officers. You know, what yeah. I mean? right, right. Yeah. Well, and and we're in a period too where that's a you know where we're, I mean, it hasn't I, changed we're all that, that much period. today, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I can back off of that. But certainly there, yes. that's part. And we see what happens. You know, Garrett Morris's character. Yeah. He gets arrested. And I mean, a, what a perfect choice, right? Oh yeah. Parking tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's let mm-hmm. it be a gag, right? So we're gonna tell this story, but we're not gonna tell it with a sledgehammer that makes us abandon yes. our connection. So, like a white audience watching this yeah. isn't going to say, "Oh man, it's they're calling out the cops. The cops are really just trying yeah, to protect yeah, yeah. us." No, we get to see the thing. We get to see the arrest. It's a dumb arrest. Well, yeah, have, nobody's right? going to argue like, "Well, shoot a his tickets." Yeah, it's so yeah, like, stupid, it's just, yeah. right? But we we watch them. We're going to take the black man in for his ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an interesting experience with that as a white audience member, where I tracked Lonnie seeing the white cops, yep. and I thought, "Oh shit, I don't know what Lonnie did." But I know Lonnie did something. His parole officer yep. was just here. Lonnie looks at them nervously enough that I'm like, maybe Lonnie did something that Lonnie needs to be worried about, like while on parole. Well, you they, know? and they do hover over the entire movie with there's the bomber, right? right. Yes, uh, yep. soda bottle bomber. Yep. No one knows who it is. We never actually land on finding no. out who it is. No, although um, there's an amazingly large headline on a newspaper in yes, the middle of the yeah, film yeah. Yes. with a photograph of the bottle, like yeah, front right, and center. Yeah. 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 When, when when growing up in where I grew up, there was like a short period of like a month where a couple of those bombs went off. A cop got killed. Oh, Only Jesus. person who got oh, who got right hurt. Yeah. But it was uh, the way. What was weird about it, and I don't mean to say that it's comical, but it's a little comical because whoever did it would just leave it on the on the doorstep, and that's yeah, it. And yeah. then whoever finds it goes, "What's this?" Boom, you know yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. And um, usually the wind took care of it before anything sure. was found. But how they fought against it was the cops went around and left flyers on everybody's porch with pictures of it just to make sure that everybody was aware. And I was yeah. like, mm, it "Might be a little too late for a couple of those yeah, for yeah, sure." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, that's a real thing. But it, I, those I, exist. I had an interesting experience with that scene because I got nervous for Lonnie because Lonnie seemed nervous when the white right. cops showed up. And then it turned out the white cops were not there for him. They were there for another guy for a totally bullshit <laughs> reason. Right. You know what I mean? It was like it was a, as a white audience member, it was a very interesting experience of like getting nervous for Lonnie and then realizing like, oh, I should have been nervous for everybody because these are these are all of these characters 
could be pulled in. It, oh, yeah. This is such a bullshit reason. Any of these characters, they're a can target. Pull if if right. so, yeah. someone who wants to make them a target makes yeah. them a target. Yeah. yeah, you know we have Abdullah or Dwayne, whatever Abdullah. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. honor his name choice. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, he is definitely in business with somebody bad, right? And we yeah. don't know what that is, and yeah. and, and it, deliberately we don't learn that till yeah. late in the film. Yeah, but that's another thing. We you know Lonnie is worried about. Yeah. This this young man who is definitively an echo of him. Yes, right. There, we're we're talking to generationally about yeah. something too, yeah. and and he sees that in him. There, there were a lot of scenes. I shouldn't say a lot of scenes. There, towards the end of the movie, there were a couple of scenes between Lonnie and Bill Duke's character Abdullah that reminded me of Boys in the Hood. Um, that reminded oh, me no. of that like sure. generational yep. sort of like trying to instill in younger black men like. I know this is fucking like you just want to rage against this wall that you're up against, but like yeah, the, I did the white that world is not going to let out. you do that. Mm-hmm. You're, it's not going to work out for you. Like the, the white world's not going to allow that. And, and you know, uh, Lonnie's character doesn't bow down to the system, right? He says, I want to raise and I want to help you fix this place. Yes. And there's this lovely, although not necessarily fully motivated moment with the boss yeah. where they, where it's, Feels like some movements taking place. Yes, and that's, yeah, that was that's that, a that pet. came out of nowhere on the yeah, boss's part. You know, it, and it feels it, like it, it did. In there. And I think because we just can't give enough character time. I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I think there. I bought it, but I bought it because the moment that Lonnie said, like the when he's still in his office, when Lonnie is still in the boss's office, and the boss is like, "Tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow." You know, he keeps saying next week, whatever. Lonnie like really feels like he gets his ear for a second. And the boss still just goes like, no. And before he can finish the sentence, Lonnie goes, oh, that's how it is then? And just turns around and walks out. And I think, to me, I bought that. that, That's enough for me to purchase it. That was the first moment Mm -hmm. that 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 character of the boss actually took Lonnie's humanity into consideration. Right, right, right. right, right, I think think that that's what motivates the the turn that he takes after that. I I think that's just enough to get him Mm -hmm. to go like, oh, wait, right, that's a fucking human being. That like if I'm not paying him what he needs is struggling. You know maybe I mean? it's down to an editing issue for me. I, I yeah, could have yeah, maybe yeah, used yeah. one cu- one shot back. I of, don't disagree. Of the boss or, or, doing or, like or, an uh, right you know, or the tr- like that. the that could be a smoother flow from yeah. room to room, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, you know the thing too about that. Is it, right. it's, it's about what he can offer him too, right? Yes, so yeah. he he offers him something that's going to solve this business failing problem that is in the background of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. We're still going to use humans. We're going to just rearrange and, and think about it, right? Like really clear, clarifying why. Uh, Mao isn't right, but there's another thing that's right. <laughs> right. We're going to redistribute the way we do this work yes. and make it more efficient and more uh, successful. And the boss comes and says, "Let's talk about that right. instead of revolution. Let's talk about it." Yes, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna we. I'll let I want to hear what you have to say. And, yeah. and there's something really interesting about that as a message for an audience. Yes, yeah, um, and a message that obviously was not taken necessarily, <laughs> but a yeah. message for an audience. I, it's definitely a movie about communication, right? It's 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 kind of begging people to to communicate more across these class lines I and, and identify their humanity yeah. of the members of the other side of, of that group because we see that with uh what's her name Margot Margot am I right the name the secretary oh I, I don't Margo. know that character I think her name's name is Margot you might be right yeah. um you know we see her as a piece of ass essentially yeah. Yeah. for the boss yeah and you watch him I mean he sees other women that same way and she realizes yeah. as the film progresses that her, she's pinned her worth on the wrong thing. Yeah, and like you know, we can't. It's Marlene. Marlene. It's Marlene. Mar. I think Marlene is Marlene the. Oh, is it the Marcia? prostitute? It's Marsha. That's what it is. It could be Marsha. 
I'll buy Marsha. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, it's you might Mar- be right. Marlene, because that's what's on the mirror. Yes, Marlene's right. on yes. the mirror. Yeah. Uh, but the you know you you have this woman who realizes who she is, and there's all this cool camera work where we keep seeing her breasts in shots, yep. right? Like her breasts are in the foreground of yep. these images, and you could say, oh, that's exploitative, or it's just like 1970s crappy right, right. framing. But there's tons of blocking in this. Like yeah. this this thing is sketched out like a yeah. like a musical number. It is, and she's in a place where we see her breast as he's talking to her yes. and dismissing her humanity. Yes, and she discovers her humanity. By from a guy who asked her on a date in like the most cheesy gagged up <laughs> yeah, bit, yeah. right? It was yeah. pretty smooth though in the world that this takes place. <laughs> right, 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 absolutely, because yeah, 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 the whole time yeah. I was like, he's rattling off these lines pretty quick. Yeah. But, but what if I were to come back in six she, anyway? She finds value in herself suddenly, and yeah. all she's doing during the whole movie is trying to make herself look better. She's yeah. trying to fix herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, you know whether it's you know creaming her elbows or it's makeup or whatever, she, she's her doing contact her, out of the yeah, other. doing her nails yeah, in the yeah. toilet, right? Whichever yeah. it is, it's all this stuff to make herself look better. And, and then she realizes yeah. that she's worth something. And the only real kiss she gives in this movie is Talani right. when, he, when he says, "No, you go on your date." You're, that's more important. I didn't even think I'll about do that. that's this. Amazing. Yeah. I'll do this work job for yeah. you. And it's like this sweet little moment between yeah. these two people who are both exploited by this system. Yeah. Because yeah, this yeah. woman does this movie does say women are exploited yes. too. Um and and it's just lovely. To me that that's one of those like really charming infinitesimal moments, right? Yeah. We see these two people like connect. And yeah. so humanity matters, humanity matters, human worth matters. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's really interesting. I, I think we should look at as well uh the other car wash, the blue blue top, blue uh, Oh yeah, what are they, they, it's I a can... blue bird, blue, blue bird. Blue bird. Blue bird. Even that yeah, represents right. a level of class that even the guy at the top of the he's like the he has no class, but he's the top right. of like the class system here. Right. Lonnie. Uh, not Lonnie, uh sorry, what's the boss's name? I don't um, even know. Boss, boss man, yeah, um, boss hog. He's yeah. uh, well, yeah. like he he has reached a point where he says like, oh yeah, my brother got into parking lots. Told right. me I should do. I said he was crazy. Yeah. Now he makes twice as much yeah. as me. And then that other place down the street, they've got all the good machines. They got all that. Even he is reaching like the top of his class mm-hmm. reach. Yeah, and it's uh, but interestingly enough, it's Lonnie who's like, we can actually break that. That right. ceiling, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. we put some work yeah. into it, right? If we do the right thing, it isn't about machinery, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it isn't about a parking lot. It's about paving over the world. Well, right. Boss man's ideas, together. like when he says, "Oh, we offer a personal touch," it almost feels like an excuse of, oh, "I just I can't afford the machines." We'll call right. it a personal touch. Whereas yeah. Lonnie's like, "No, we can actually sell that person." I was going to say, it's like Lonnie's that's like, a no, real you're thing. not wrong. Like you don't have a bad idea. You yeah. have a good just idea that you don't know how to. And actually, we can make it work. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about because I was tracking this throughout the movie and I thought it was like such a great, such an interesting, uh, uh, used the great word, infinitesimal way to sort of describe the sort of class struggle that we're watching, which was with, and I'm not, I, I'm terrible with all these characters' names, the character with the big afro. Right. Uh, TC. 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 The he fly. Keeps, the fly. He keeps trying to call into this radio station to win tickets yeah. to a concert that night because he wants yeah. to take this girl to a concert. No, that right? This is a great... And, and yeah. so all it is is he's trying to win free tickets. The whole thing is about TC getting free tickets. Why can't TC get the free tickets? Because TC doesn't have a dime That's right. to call into the radio station to win the free tickets. TC is of such a low class, he can't afford the free tickets. Oh yeah, that was all I could think about yeah. through the whole movie. I was like, this He's is trying to such class up. a great, great 
simple, basic metaphor for the class struggle that you are so low on the totem pole you can't afford free things. Yeah, that and that even freedom comes at some sort of price in right, in America, right? Well, and I mean to gag it up too. Like he goes in, so so like there's so much good stuff with him and that telephone booth so then the hooker's in there right yes, and yes. she won't let him in yep, yep. and so he can't get in there that's that's barring him from it later on yeah and there's then, some sort of gatekeeper or whatever right that. when he finally gets it he yeah. beats this white woman into yeah. it right yeah. like yeah. He, he says no i'm gonna stand up for myself and right. i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and he gets in there and he wins and he comes out and he is the fly because he's gone in like superman right into the phone booth and he's transformed and he comes out and it's so smart like it's such a nice touch now i didn't even think about the phone booth that's brilliant yeah and it's just taking and you know today it would be super brilliant because we don't have phone booths back then it's also (laughs) advantageous yes yeah yeah. but it is a choice right that phone could be anywhere and it's there and it and it empowers him right it his dreams come true. He becomes this superhero in a way. Yeah. And, and he speaks his truth yeah. from then on, right? He's not, he doesn't bullshit. He like honestly speaks his truth. And, and he and suddenly tra- has the, this the transformation to be real, happens, yeah. right? Wow. Um, and, and so it's like this lovely little choice, again, like a little thing yeah. by director, writer, actor, all doing this work that sort of makes this fall together. So you're right. I I think the dime thing at the beginning, it's so So clear. It struck me right away. I was like, this is such a great, like, tiny metaphor for, like, what's going on. One of the guys gives him a dime, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like, he's like, no, here, you can... Do, do it with this. Yeah. Oh, he has a good line when he gives him the, the dime, too. Yeah, I forget, I forget I, what it was. I, he he I like ribs him in some way that was yeah. very funny. That that phone booth thing just blew my mind. Yeah. Because he had the similar thought where it's like, this guy is just like fighting for a glow up. Yep. Uh, just so that like his hope is, if I can make the call, get through, yep. win the contest, get the free tickets, then I can leverage it to yes. get this girl. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, damn, like... Yeah. That's right. that's a lot of layers where many people would just be able to like, oh, I'm going to ask this girl out. Yeah. Him, it's like, I, I actually have to build something first to even get to the point where I can... Oof. Well, That's it's awesome. an impossible path of poverty, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you can't... The first gatekeeper is the dime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's all of these other things in the way of him getting this girl like who yeah, he's yeah. been with once right yeah, right yeah like that this, she was like i'm, I'm and not who dumped him because he wasn't classy enough that's yeah. exactly right because <laughs> yeah. you know and and she and, and so there's this path he's traveling i love that he's a comic guy yeah, yeah. like i love that he's a, a comic artist yeah. which he's an artist right he's a and he's not making money and you know today we have comic artists perhaps who make money sure but back then it's a different thing and and, and he's inventing this idea of mm-hmm. what it means to be this superhero and then he becomes it by the end. Yeah, you know, so it's cool. so great. Like That's it's such so cool. transformative, and it's not an not an arc per se. Right, 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 right. But it's a story that yes. runs through the piece really yeah, well. Yeah. So. Mm. I yeah. think it's a bit of an arc yeah. because, like, his I mean, for uh, his emotional nature. Yeah, exactly. It's does. an emotional arc because he goes from like I'll show you guys one day, one mm-hmm. day to like see. Yeah, I yeah. did it, and like that feeling of accomplishment, I think validates an arc. Well, and look at look at. I say I'm just gonna. I, I can keep going off on this. So I'm, I apologize. So, no, but, please. But like, please, like in the beginning, here. they he gets stripped down, right? And he his pants come down. And right. He's got, and they make fun of him about his pants, and yeah. you know, I've got I've got your heart in my hands, and all of this <laughs> gag work that's done around that. He's like stripped bare. Yeah, and. Uh, and then at the end, he's in the suit. He's in. He's the superhero. He's in the mm-hmm. suit, and so we watch him sort of legitimately earn who he is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we see him stripped and and bared down and naked in that in those early moments i just think those little touches are yeah. so good i want to watch this movie like 10 more times too no well, I, I really do I, that's why i watch it it's it so cool feel good 
It, also, and it really is like a feel good movie. And like you said, it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, let any of the heaviness off the hook. No, no. But it, it really doesn't like uh, it doesn't feel like a slog at any point where I'm like, where it feels downtrodden. It, it feels peppy and alive. I mean, when it gets to the what ends up being the finale where where Abdullah comes back and pulls a gun mm-hmm. on um, Lonnie. The, the Lonnie. names all keep slipping me. Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie. Pulls Lonnie. a gun on Lonnie. It, you know. To some extent, you could say that like, that feels like so out of like oh my god that comes out of nowhere. It doesn't. It I mean it very much feels a piece of the movie. But that's mm. to your point. It's like that's what this movie is so good at is being this very light on its feet, fun movie to watch that is not without um, um, uh, power and metaphor and things that are going on underneath that. So when you get to something like that, it's like yeah, this feels a piece with this movie. Mm. This mm. movie has and that this kind so of earned. power to it. I didn't yeah. realize how much I cared about Abdul right. until that happened, where yeah. I was like, I really do not want him to pull that trigger. Yeah. And not because I necessarily want Lonnie to survive, but I do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. because like I don't want you to... to right. th- I feel we the same way Lonnie did, where it was like, I don't want you to fuck this up. I understand the dark path you're about time. to go down yeah. in America if you you kill me in this in this gas station, right? Or this car wash right now. Yeah, what are you going to buy with this money? Yeah, yeah. And that's why you cast Bill Duke, too, right? As young as he is. like That's why you do it, so he can good. do that turn. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. he's he's and there's that sax moment. Holy crap! Oh my as god! Weird as that oh, yeah. is, strange as that is, it's that so good because yeah. you soulful. get teased. Right, every place else, the music that comes into this world yep. is coming through it's a, a speaker. Drop. Yeah, right. Like it, right, it's a needle drop over yep. and over again. And and then we have this thing that feels like it's, it's always it's another needle drop. Yeah. Oh right. Actually, that felt less like it. Like when the when that kicked in, it almost felt like music that wasn't right. energetic. At first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, like it's it's in this. There's music where background music and suddenly it's. Yeah. in the world yeah. Yeah. and he's playing it he's making yeah. this soulful sound yes and and alone in this room he's processing something really amazing right yeah. it's so amazing and we get you know we get we get imagery like just a nice shot in that moment yeah. and beautiful music being played and we're like yeah. oh wait this is this guy's more than the revolutionary broken man he appears to be or right. the drowned hearted guy there's something else here yeah that's mm. present and it's it just is really cool I mean, he, and, and that's duke it's why you need bill duke to be yeah, yeah. Sure. oh yeah by today's terms he's you know he's like on the verge of being radicalized do you know what i mean it's like he he is right. young enough uh he's been beat down enough at young and at young enough in age and he's, he's and he's smart enough to know yeah, that he, he's he, smart enough to to like get that the system's fucking mm-hmm. him. right right and so he's he's like on the verge of just the all he needs is the wrong influence and he'd be radicalized and that's what we see when we eventually see the van and him you know right it's like he did some which I assume is like some sort of maybe like black liberation power movement right, or right. something and, and right? he I think right. I just said black is beautiful on yeah, him or something yeah, like that yeah. and he and he rides in in that van in the beginning right he's dropped it off turns and then out, it comes yeah, back yeah, right? right and but yeah it is and it's you know it's an African flag on right, it like yeah. black power flag it's, yeah. it's the whole works of that yeah. and Lonnie says something like oh I thought you stopped hanging out right, with him like yeah. so there's a suggestion that like. Whoever he's writing with is known to maybe not be the best influence. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we get to the end and we get Bill Duke delivering those lines about what it is that's here. And I, I'm, I, I lean into the temptations. Like it's a ball of confusion. Right. Like he's, he's in this place where he can't make sense of the world. Yeah. And the only thing he can do is this act of potential violence. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. To like the act of revolution is to pull a gun on the man. Right. right? right. And that's what he does. He walks in. He's going to steal from the rich. And yeah. and. But and well, it's like a control move where it's like if I pull out the gun, I now officially control this moment, mm-hmm. and I don't have control, relatively speaking. So yeah. I, I'm gonna take it where I can. And then he breaks and says, "I can't. I don't know. How, I don't know what to do. It's too yeah. much." Yeah. What, and what a powerful statement to make instead of, you know, black folks are right, the poor are right, right. crushed under the heel of capitalism. 
Instead, we say, I don't know what to I'm do. I'm lost. I'm I, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes the older, experienced yeah. person to embrace him and say, and this is why you guys called out the like, everything's tomorrow, everything's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why it has to be that way. Yeah. Because that last scene needs to let them be about it. There isn't a solution. It's a right. process. Right, right, right. right. This oh, movie's right. all yeah. about process, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, we live through a day with these people. Yeah. Like, it's the unities, right? Like, yeah. straight up sort of... Fa- except yeah, I guess if, just, if any of them came to like a full, complete closure, it actually wouldn't feel right. The it, movie can't, it can't it wouldn't do work. it because yeah. then we have a solution. And yeah, and then that's a lie. This movie is about us being caring for each other the the and i'm gonna go off again briefly the you know the the guy who's the the student he doesn't work his relationship out over right, the school right. he works his relationship out over love yeah yeah, yeah. Right, those right. kisses are real yeah. right the we get a guy who cheats on his wife mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. pays the price mm-hmm. right he doesn't have empathy for the woman he loves he right. he, and he knows he's wrong he understands his guilt and he suffers for that. Mm-hmm. You know, these characters all end up being unable to have a solution to their problem because there isn't one. Mm-hmm. The The solution is that we treat each other like humans right. in this world yeah. and that we're going to come back tomorrow to work again. That's mm-hmm. a great point because even in a, this is like a dumb sort of overly practical reduction of that, but it's like even even with what um uh, um um god damn it i'm so bad with these character names um i'm starting to learn them who is it uh, <laughs> the, give us any general description the, the 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 not abdullah but the guy he pulls a gun on at the end why can't lonnie. I, lonnie. lonnie yeah even with lonnie's potential solutions that he presents right it's like whatever they might be which a he wouldn't have time to present them right there and then that day whatever they might be they're not going to fix the car washes problems today right yeah whatever they might be they're not going to fix those problems. I don't today. want this movie to have that montage of everybody cleaning up the parking well, lot. To... And then, if we're talking about the microcosm, macrocosm, it's the same thing. Like they're not going to fix America's problems with race and and economic disparity today. Mm. It's just like working together to try and like get to tomorrow, so we can keep working on those things tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, right. like you said, it's a process. They That's can't incredible. end. They can't end in in the gun because if they end in the gun, then they're over. Then it's done. Yeah, yeah. Then, That's we're, the end then of the it story. is done. Well, and, have to, and, we have to keep going with the progress. You know, we see that like in, in Menace to Society, right? In Boys of the Hood, the gun yeah. is a is a punctuation. It's a finality. Mark, right? It's a yeah. finality. And here, the movie's not going to let us do that because it right. doesn't want to talk about tragedy. Right. It wants to talk about hope. Yes. And it wants to be about people yeah. loving each other. Like, yeah. And so the answer, and, like it isn't a colorblind film, right? Like there's right, this right. potential thing that you could say, oh, well, they don't see race on each other. But they do. They, they all do. see they it. Do. Yeah. They're each representative of these individual groups having to work together. And like the boldness of putting a Native American character in there, mm-hmm. in is, is, giving him place yeah he wears a headdress mm-hmm. right like you know, all these little pieces of speaking to these various cultures who need to figure out how to live together mm-hmm. as humans working in the world yeah and that's an answer without homogenizing without homogenizing culture, right because yeah. they all stand yeah firm to who they are mm-hmm. but with for all of that you know we need to see that we're humans like we're humans first and that's not a solution it's a process a, a revolution is just, you know, Hegelian, like someone's new person takes over. You know, the new boss is the old boss. Yeah. But now what we have is people together and they're trying to live and survive. And so the boss comes down a step mm-hmm. to bring up someone. Mm-hmm. And the kid, what's his name? Ernie? What is his name? Irwin. 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 Irwin, he learns something. He's brought into the fold. Like each of them sort of moves closer together. 
Yeah. And that to me is a much more interesting solution than the solutions we come to today with mm -hmm. films about race and class, where they're about revolutionary victory, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or they're about coldness and, mm -hmm. and brokenness mm -hmm. and, and, and despair. It's, it's why Killmonger shouldn't die mm -hmm. at the end mm -hmm. of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Like it's a crime. Mm -hmm. It's like my only qualm with Black. My, some qualms with Black Panther, but my only yeah. real qualm is that Killmonger died. I never even really thought about that because but that is—it's a violation of what the movie could be about. Yeah, because it says someone was right and someone was wrong. Yeah, and that's not okay because Killmonger's not wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 His, you know what I mean? His methodology is just yes. twisted. Exactly yeah. because yeah. he doesn't have empathy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But neither. Does T'Challa? Yeah, that's true. Because T'Challa appeals to his either. empathy and says, "We can do this together." He says, "No, I'd rather die a free man than a slave, than live as a slave." You know. And then T'Challa's empathy ends there. He he doesn't go. Well, I'm not going to teach you. I'm going to have to throw you in front of the stream. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, right. And our our hope is that as we move forward, that T'Challa's learned. Like he's yeah, learned yeah, from yes, that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that isn't the same as makes T'Challa still king. There's no right. king in this movie. Y yes, yeah. yeah. Right? There's people. Right. There's people together who are having an experience and they have a, they have a chance. Yeah. And we don't know if that chance is going to work. See, that's why they can't have a solution. Yeah, it I has love that. to be tomorrow. has to be next week. Yeah. Because it's always about the next thing because we're not yeah. going to work it out. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? So and, and, and it's finding, it's, it's finding peace and, and, and hopefully, you know, some sort of upward mobility in the working together now to get to tomorrow, right? It's it's not solving it because there is no solution. It's working together to get to tomorrow because maybe there's some peace in that. And maybe there's even some lifting each other up in that. Maybe there is some upward mobility. Well, I think that's the probably... The togetherness of, you know, yeah. The togetherness is more trying to get at the root of whatever the ill is as opposed to mm -hmm. band-aiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, right, like, yeah. coming up with a plan right. to fix it, and we go, if we do this, it'll right, be fixed. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, you put a band-aid on a cut, it'll yeah, heal. Yeah. But uh, if you don't learn to stop falling over, you're still going to get <laughs> yeah, cut. Yeah, and right, so, like, yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. to... Yeah, yeah that's uh, great. One thing about this movie that I thought... Uh, just had me checking myself. Yeah, was the inclusion of the bottle bomber. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, what's the reveal going to be? Which one of these guys is it going to be? They hammer is that, at home. That bottle bomber is very present. Very in, yeah, present, yeah. and could yeah. be, and it could be any one of these guys. And there's, there's, you know, it, playing into stereotypes that I have. I'm going, oh. Abdul, it's going to be that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. there's one guy who it's like, that's the bottle bomber. Nope, just a guy who had to pee in a bottle for, <laughs> for his doctor and all that. But we never find out who the bottle bomber is. And I love that that the movie's kind of telling me, like, you're the one who who <laughs> right. who decided it was one of these guys. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's actually just someone in this town. Yeah, yeah right. So, right. you know, and so I found myself checking, like, yeah. oh, you know what? I was making these assumptions about these guys. Granted, I was playing off of stereotypes of what a movie looks like typically, where Absolutely. that reveal would be there. Yeah. But I'm also not not playing off of just uh, held prejudice, prejudices where I'm trying yeah. to figure out which one of these is the baddie. And it's like, no, they're, they're just people. There's no baddies. And in that way, the movie could be maybe trying to like point to this idea of like, look, also, there are rogue elements of chaos in the world. And it is oh, yeah. too often and too easy that we point to the people that work at the car wash and go, you're the scapegoat for this rogue element oh, yeah. of chaos. We're gonna lock you up for for right. some parking tickets, black man. Right. Um, yeah, right. there's some a bomber going around, but these parking tickets right. need to be answered right, for. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the, the, you know that character uh, is mentally unstable and European, right? Like that's what, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, description yeah. they, they give of him. He's a short European right, man. Right. Right. Yeah. Short oh, European. No, I think <laughs> they say he's he's middle European. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Middle European, Ridiculous whatever line. that is. Uh, so yeah, so, I mean, and he's Erwin Corey was a big thing back then. 
Like Erwin Corey is the guy who did. Tell the me Erwin Corey. I don't know anything about. So this. he's the, he did the, he did that character on the talk show circuit. Okay. So he was a guy, and he appeared in tons of sitcoms of the period. Okay. Okay. Where he would come so, in and he would be like the crazy. So this is like ball. if Kramer showed up in the middle of it a movie. It would be like if Kramer showed up. Okay. Yeah, he okay. Would fill yeah, that yeah. character. Yeah. That, that uh, position. He did look familiar. And so he he's the guy who was like the weird, yeah, the neurotic dude yeah. who appeared sometimes as. The fake guest on a talk show, sure. like the Mike Douglas uh, show okay, or the yeah, Tonight yeah. Show, yep. or he was the guy who showed up and was the chaos figure in a sitcom. Sure, okay, and yep, often yep. innocently, right? So, like yeah. the same when 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 I see him in the movie because of when I grew up, I know probably he's not a threat. Oh, interesting. Or okay. or he could be, and that's a twist. Okay, but he's probably not a threat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's not who he is in the world of his comedic character right 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 right, so, right, right, so, right, so right. that like he's a he was a, a person we knew that's i mean they they, they bill him as professor i Owen saw Corey. that in the credits yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, as an yeah. actor they yeah. bill him as yeah. the character that he plays. i saw that that's yeah. very funny that's i did not super know that weird. yeah i mean he looked familiar but i i didn't know that back when you know there's no doubt you've seen his I've face certainly yeah. seen him especially yeah. in some kind of retrospective of the 70s he's the kind of guy who would be in the background and they wouldn't name him He'd be part of a <laughs> montage of oh wacky characters in sitcoms yeah, yeah, in the yeah, seventies yeah, yeah. or something. What was uh, the movie we were watching? Oh, what was the name of the one? It had Brolin in it, and for one scene out of nowhere, it had uh, what's his name as a cab driver, uh, Mandy Patinkin for no reason. Oh my and god! Mandy Patinkin is just a crazy cab driver for one scene. What movie and, was? But it was that? the same kind of thing where it was like it played on us knowing like recognizing that yes. it's Mandy Patinkin yes. but since he's doing this this crazy accent as he's driving this thing we're oh like, my god I can't remember what movie that well, was but it yes. was the one where with uh, James Brolin yeah he called his wife a crazy bitch even though her daughter was just kidnapped I can't like, remember at all I don't have a recollection of it's, it's knowledge a, of that so I'll, I'll figure it out this is what we did for the show right no it's this is the movie that they played during the 16 mil thing at Philomoka oh oh oh, oh Night of the with, Juggler Night of the Juggler. Night of the Juggler. Night, Night of the Juggler, Juggler is yeah. a great exploitation okay, movie. Cool, cool. Highly recommend. Yeah, because it's just he's chasing someone who took his daughter, but cops are chasing him, and yeah. the whole movie is just this one long chase. Yeah, but he gets into a cab with Mandy Patinkin, yeah. and immediately you go, "That's Mandy Patinkin," and then he's he's not singing wonderful songs. Yeah. he's doing this crazy bonkers character, and it it requires you to know that it's Mandy That's Patinkin Mandy right, to, to make it to work, have to make the gag work, that yeah. fun moment. Yeah. Um, what do you think about George Carlin in this? Okay, so I, I, I just uh, got to throw that a, out. There's a couple of a, uh, couple black of broad here with a tall black bro with a blonde hair. He's like loved to be in that for guy. For one thing, he loves, he was almost doing hippy dippy weatherman. He, he was, was like this bit, close. For one thing, he sounded like a Bill Murray character. He yeah, really right. he sounded like he was doing the uh, uh, what's what's the uh, the the the. The, the fucking guy that works at the, the golf movie. Yeah, fucking. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Uh, yeah. It sounded like he was doing the Caddyshack character a little bit, which was kind of funny to me. Um, but the thing that was very funny to me is knowing that George Carlin... George Carlin was like one of my favorite stand-ups and knowing yeah. that he was such a lover of language and specifically the way he's you like make my things. favorite philosopher ever. Yeah. I yeah. just idolize him but so madly. He loved love the way him. you could make words sound, right? It mm -hmm. wasn't just that he loved words. It was, he loved the way he could use words Absolutely. with his voice. Mm -hmm. And you could very much feel that they, he, for some reason latched on to this sentence. And I mean, I, I'm sure it's in the script to some extent that he's looking for, he's looking for a tall black blonde woman. Mm. And that was clearly... No, it, was a, it was a tall black... It started as a tall black broad with blonde hair. Uh -huh. that was the, and he slowly, right, he slowly sort of simplifies. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I believe he gets to tall black blonde woman. He does. And yeah. he clearly loves that phrase and just keeps saying, have you seen a tall black blonde woman? You know, he's yeah. got like this very sort of cadency, like... Yep. I, that was so fun. But also like... 
such a weird when you I, I I guess I have to try and think of it in the context of 1976 because it's only a very weird role in this movie. Of all of the roles in this movie, it's it's the only white role where I don't exactly no, yeah, know what's going on. You're he's, right. He's not really a white caricature. Yep. He, yeah, you know, no. he like he's not necessarily a good or bad represents that like there is a amongst the the minority poor. Yeah. There is going to be, you know, there's going to be some also whites, poor white you know, people, yeah. I guess maybe. I think yeah, he just yeah. represents and the, he does... the one white guy who's not the and that's not to say he's not very obnoxious. Right. You know, he's yeah, pretty yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does two things though for us like in the beginning. First of all, he's George Carlin, right? Yes. Yes. So everybody knows who he is. So I was going to say in the context so, of this, so that's con- his right. role. He's so what, George Carlin. He's, there. he's in our movie. But he is our he's the voice at the he's the voice at the end to do the right thing, right? He is mm. he opens the film and he says Love is the thing we need to do. He says it. Oh, he says whoa. the whole theme yeah, of the movie yeah, at the right. beginning. It's like couched to him Jesus doing like, I don't care if you're Chinese or if you're this or if you're that. Yeah. It's all this, man, it's like this misunderstanding, but yeah. he un- but there's this, these true words that come out of him. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. sort of like a madman, like a prophet sitting in his seat. Yep. Yep. And what does he say he was? I used to be a gypsy cab driver. <laughs> and now I'm a yellow cab driver. Yeah. I'm in the system now. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to be a gypsy, right? Yeah. I, the reason now I'm I, yellow. Now I'm, now I'm yellow, right? Yeah. Which isn't a, uh, a stab at, as, right. at Asian people. Asian, or whatever right. says, yeah. and, and that's all, you know, Carlin's self-effacing joke. Like he yeah, can let himself live in all that yeah. bad yeah. stuff. But he does. He gives us the theme right at the top yeah. of the film. We're going to say, this movie is about love. And that's what it's about. It's about human beings and compassion and empathy and love. And there's this broken woman in the back of his seat who he's given a ride to because out of the goodness of his heart, sort of, because he trusts people. Mm-hmm. Again, like, oh, I knew it when I saw you. I looked at you yeah, and I trust you. Know? you. And he's wrong, right? Yeah. Like, right, he right, is right. He is wrong, but she's broken. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, she is a, such a tragic, broken figure in yeah. this movie, like another place where we can really have pathos yeah. for that character throughout. And then he just tracks after her for the rest of the movie, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. ridiculous, right? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, part's yeah. ridiculous. As if she would stick around. Well, what's funny is, that I'm like, logically, if someone just stole a ride for me, they wouldn't stick around that one block for that long but right. like ironically she did yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she actually right. did yeah, yeah. but what i love is he doesn't seem to have lost his his outlook of you got to trust people because he's never going like i'm gonna get that bitch right. and i'm gonna make her pay me it's just hey say fella right. you seen a uh, yeah, tall right. black woman with yeah. blonde hair you know it's almost like he just wants to talk to her about like well why'd you leave my right. cab exactly. i trusted you, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and they're in that horrible traffic jam and that there's so there's lots of reasons for anger we get jokes and yeah. you have to remember like there are jokes all through this yeah, sometimes totally. we're going to sacrifice around the edges but I, I really do think he starts that and and he he has moral stature in the world outside the film i was gonna say that's right? why it makes sense for right. him yeah so so we don't have that same moral stature we have racial stature with someone like richard, richard Pryor, Pryor, right yeah like he doesn't carry moral stature with him right but we get and moral's a hard word to say with carlin but ethical at least like yeah, yeah, yeah. extraordinary ethical character yeah. underneath everything else and and so we, so he gets to say that yeah and and anyone in that movie especially a white person watching that movie is going to know that yeah, yeah and it yeah. gives me an into a movie that I might normally have stepped back from as a white viewer yeah. because I don't understand what this culture it's, thing is and all of that I mean there's like a black trans character in this there's movie a bla- which is ridiculous right so wild to me that in 1976 a movie like this that again laid on its feet definitely meant to be like that's a probably fun where you crowd get your Joel pleaser. Schumacher from it's definitely yeah. where you, that's yeah. definitely oh, Schumacher's sure, influence sure. on this right yeah, but yeah. like that to me it feels like in 2000 in 2020 it, it would actually be it would be something we would be writing headlines about if there were a black trans character 
that was one of the main components of an ensemble comedy. Which I noticed once, uh, only once is she referred to in any sort of gender, and they properly use the. They I mean, properly, I'm, no, right? I'll say properly because I don't know what her, what her, uh, you know. There's no. Uh, I am to understand her pronoun. Identity, her pronoun would be she. It, none of them are like, yeah, whatever, brother. You know, like yeah, it's yep, yeah, that, yeah. And that but, was whoa, right on. But there are also characters that do make fun of her, right? Yeah, they yeah. drop a hard F on her at one point. Like there, there are a couple of. Um, no, there, right, absolutely. Th- there are some, but because, but this goes back to your point that you were making earlier, John, which is like this movie is not colorblind. Like it's not trying to sugarcoat the fact that yeah. um, people uh, uh, have difficult feelings about other people. Right, like pe- people, other people, all the time, and I'm using other as a verb there. People, mm-hmm. other people, all well, the everybody time. sees everyone else as a deviation from their own norm. Absolutely, right? the fact right. of the matter is, there really isn't a norm. But what this movie gives us is this like great idea of a sort of a a. I I I have trouble finding the words for this because it's it it is showing us a world where people will attack each other for their race, their gender, their sexual identity. Um, but there's still unity among those very same people mm-hmm. that still might attack each other in those yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. There's still a unity among them as a sort of working class together. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think there's something to that that, to me, in 2020 feels like we actually have kind of like lost our grasp on. Does that I, feel I, appropriate? So I, I feel really strongly about the point you're making. I'm going to just say yeah, that. Like yeah. it's a, it's a, one of the reasons why... I wanted to bring this film to you. It's yeah. one reason why I want this film out there yeah. is because it speaks to a way of seeing the world that we have lost in our identification of diversity as difference only. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And one of the things about these people are they're all proud of who they are, mm-hmm. right? Even Hippo is proud. Yeah. But, he, but, but you know, she, she, and, and he, he has a tragic moment, right? And then he finds he, it he back does. again, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but one of the things about the, the trans character is she gets that great line where she says, I'm more man than you'll ever be. And a and more, more woman, woman than you'll, you'll ever have. Get, right? yeah. And it's such a powerful statement yeah. because it's about the fact that you can't define that gender. Right. Yeah. Right. There's because I am a person, not this thing you're trying to label. I go way beyond whatever you're labeling. Right. Yeah. So all the labels that keep getting slammed on people, we watch characters sort of rise out of those labels in a way. They they step out of that, and and that's really interesting to me. And we are so quick today to put ourselves in our box. Yeah. Partly because the world is really hard right now in a way that's vastly different than it was then. But you know, we 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 do put ourselves in these boxes, and we decide we can't be part of that other group yeah. or we can't share in that group. And our pride is about us being separate. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, the pride all these people have is about remembering I should be in the group. Right. It keeps going back to mm-hmm. like, yes, you, you, you aren't a fag, right. right? That Well, maybe I am, but I'm these things for real. This is who I know I am. Yeah. And that pride allows me re-entree into the group. And each time we see that over and over, we watch these moments of people being re-entered, re Recommitted, even the burrito eating, the hot right, burrito right, 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 right. re-entry. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, well uh, I don't want to be in a group where everyone's the exact same. Right. Well, that's right. just that's just there's no enrichment there, and it's it's boring. Well, I I think to your point, like something, I felt like one of the things that was going on here was like, okay, fag or not fag, however you want to label me, fag or not fag, 
I deserve to be in this group. Like, yeah, I we're, also deserve we're friends. to be part of this. Yeah, and I, I'm human. I like too I that they yeah. they playfully even like when she'll like do like some like sexy come on and they roll their eyes like come on. Yeah, and but there's like there's a love there that's just like yes. yeah there's you're an you and that's for, cool. But yeah. like you know we're totally yeah <laughs> we share a locker room <laughs> and, <laughs> like without right, any right. issue yeah. and, and there's yeah. exactly. no issues. We share a locker room. We share a yeah. bathroom. And there's such an inherent acceptance that. They almost and and I don't I wouldn't personally use this as like a rationalization in 2020, but like there's so much actual acceptance of who these people are at their core that they can do this thing where they kind of rib each other for the specificity of who they are oh, yeah. uh, of well, their race or of their, their gender. Or even their, in know. a group of friends, you know, we and buddies, yeah. we'll bust each other's balls yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if a third party heard it, they'd be like, "Do these guys hate each other?" It's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, we actually yeah. love each other tremendously. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, but it's it's it, tough when yeah. it starts getting into demographic kind of thing. I just think that that's very yeah. interesting that that stuff is in this movie from night, right? Because yeah. I, so I, you know, I was born in '87. I'm I'm ten years after this movie, right. right? Like, in in my worldview, these are new conversations. Right. These are conversations that are just happening now that are rocking the world that I live in, and they're not. They're they're old conversations that we keep having to have again. But here's the thing: every couple of decades, do we keep having to have them, or do we take the message from this movie and say, let's stop looking at the end game and start embracing this process? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I th- and I think that's true. I, and I think that's a really good point. And you know, when we look back at what, when we look back, this is so like the way I need to say it. When we look back, we sugarcoat everything, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right? We yeah. smooth out the rough edges. We, yeah. we paste over it. We plaster over it, whatever you want to say. And and as a result, it, the thing we're doing becomes the new thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so there, this conversation was happening and it was interesting. And it's because the 60s were full of this stuff. Yeah. And it's bubbling up into <laughs> entertainment in yeah. its full popular nature in the 70s. Right, right. And then... We paste over it because right. we're looking as we look back from ten years later, or twenty years later, or four years later. We're looking back and and we just say that no, they were just nice folk. Right, Martin right. Luther King was trying to make this kind thing happen, mm-hmm. not trying to break down a system that was destroying mm-hmm. his people. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we make things easier, we make things simpler, we simplify those images. And this movie doesn't allow anything to be simple. Like yeah, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. all complex. That's why it has to be ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it you need a lot of people to keep making things get shaken up. You need to not really know their names. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It I, honestly like the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be one of those like movies from this era that's like kind of loose and doesn't abide by the structure sure. rules that we have. And then it's like, oh no, it, it totally does. Like it, it's way smarter than I think it is. It just it 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 almost intentionally sort of lulls me into this sense of like, yeah, it's just a sloppy kind of like people having fun getting together making a movie movie. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, that's not what's going on. It's what, way more interesting than that. And, and you see that all the time, right? So the sh- there's really some really, really nice shot composition in here, right? Yeah. Agreed. But but in the beginning it looks like it's a uh, Except for that first opening shot, so much of it looks like it's the ABC, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, weekly. Adventure I'll put it this way: I could draw you a perfect outline of the ins and outs of that guest of the of uh, right, sorry, the wash, wash station. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. The title of the movie. Yeah, it's car wash. <laughs> um, yeah I, I could draw you that whole thing, and it's because of the geography, because we really only get that one establishing shot coming in, mm-hmm. and it's just from one side. But like, I could give you the whole layout of the office and everything. I could even give you their their car washing process, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that is sure. that is one hundred percent due to just like you said the block. In this is really fantastic, totally. 
and um, just 100% due to the scene geography. You know, what it's I, really well put together, and I think the editing was pretty tight too. It is good. Yeah, it's a solid edit. It is. You know what I couldn't stop thinking about throughout the whole movie, and like I think in the beginning I was like, oh, this would be good, and by the end I was like, no, no, this movie was good the way it was. It wouldn't have needed this. I couldn't stop thinking about like, what if Joel Schumacher had gotten to direct this movie? Right, because Joel Schumacher, they'd is all have nipples. So, <laughs> he's, but he's such a big style guy. Yes, like he yes, is absolutely. He's heavy on style, you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie That's is one thing kind that... of devoid of being like it's not heavy style. You That's know, right. Birds of Prey brings a little bit of Schumacher's uh, Gotham back. It looks and like it in works. The trailers. It, and it's not it feels as like aggro. It would make sense for her. It character. works nicely. Yeah, yeah. It's, for sure. it's a really cool Gotham. Yeah, it is a but, cool yeah, Gotham. It's, it's very. It's got that little touch of Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think you make a good point, and you need a person who is young to willing to take the risk to not go, do style or to be able to make a weird shot composition yeah. or, or block whatever it was. I mean, these guys were out there shooting for a while <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a real place. Like right. this isn't this isn't a sound. Right, they didn't build right? a set. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, if this is they're out in a real place yeah. doing this in a real community. Yeah. Um, a uh, couple things I'd like to just check on. The, I love the skateboard boy, dude. Me too. He's so, but, but he's so good at skateboarding. Like he, uh, okay, like I. The but I have no experience. I can't speak to that. I will say I found it weird that he would pump with his lead foot. Yes. Which very few skateboarders do that. Um, it's when also, I used to skate, I I skate left foot forward, mm-hmm. but I'd pump with my right. Yep. He pumped with his left and left foot and forward, left, which I is know. wild. That's pretty weird. And those boards are fucking weird and difficult yeah. to use. Like they're those, street boards, though, because I see those downtown. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of board that people ride through traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they're weird because they so like the uh, they're built up on those very high axles. And that's so that you can, uh, with very little change in your weight, yeah, you can do uh, a sharp. You turn. can really make sharp turns. Right. That makes them very difficult to ride. Yeah, and the type of stuff that kid was doing in 1976. Like, he legitimately was, like, a very impressive skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't stop thinking about that throughout the movie. I was like, in 1976... <laughs> that was a legit child going into traffic. Tra- I know. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, this, no, no. That, that's a thing, right? He what really this did kid that. is that doing really in 1976, I was like, this is legitimately impressive. He's doing, like, really crazy... I mean, it's like, he's not doing tricks or anything, but it's like, even the little bit of tic-tacking he's doing and the, the little bit of... Riding a skateboard like, functionally yes, is a trick in I my know. world. But I also think he serves, like, a very interesting, like, function in the movie. There's, like, a very interesting thing where he is gliding in and out of this world and around these people who are doing the work uh, and they are sort of frustrated by the experience of this basically like talented young kid. He's just a little nuisance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sort of an asshole. Yes. Yeah, he's a stinker. I mean, that's why he gets his head smacked. Yeah, of course. Because he's sort of an asshole. His his mama took care of him. He intentionally interrupts their their work day, right? right? To, To be here as part of it. And like, is clearly a, a da- part of their daily routine is that this kid's going to show up and annoy the right. shit out of them mm-hmm. for a few minutes, you yeah. know? Well, you know, and he falls. I, it's so funny. Like, yes. we, we don't... We, at first, his intro, right, is this good skateboarder, right? And yeah. then he falls, and you're like, well, that's weird. And someone immediately goes over to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, And he's an asshole for the rest of it. But the fact that they... We, we don't know he's an asshole from the beginning. Yeah. But we and so we that so that empathy is very different, right? The choice the person who goes over to help him is like, oh, I'm going to help the asshole kid who wrecks our day every day, yeah. like who screws around with every day. And as we go through the film, we realize he's an ass, but they still cared enough to make sure he wasn't oh, hurt. Yeah. Try and help right? him. Well, he's part of their world now. He's, he's, he's part a part of the of world. It. Yeah. And I get the sense too that he's probably. I mean, his mom's clearly a working woman. She's you know she's in her work clothes and she smacks right. him. Yeah. She's probably stressed as hell raising a kid. Yeah. And uh, 
I think he probably swings by because he feels a part of that crew. There's a camaraderie there of him being the asshole that shows up, fucks around with the with the car wash guys, and then goes about his day. And like I think there's that the same way that they feel bonded to him is like, hey, he's just part of the day. He feels bonded, like, oh, I'm going to go swing by the car wash on my board and be a nuisance. And a great tool for geography, right? He gives Absolutely. us all yeah. the geography. Oh, yeah. yep. And I love when TC's in the uh, phone booth and he's around like spinning around like just screwing with him while at like his almost moment of triumph you know it's so good Mm. Uh, um uh so the other thing i want to talk about there's a one image at the beginning i want to say and then uh something about the opening and closing so um the the shop next door the hot dog place is called the dog house right the dog house yes and we that's one of the first things we see in the movie it is one of the first things we see in the movie because we we are in the doghouse in this world we live right. in. Like it's just like meta bullcrap. Like you're stuck with it. Yeah. And then we go to the car wash where we're going to clean things up. Oh, and the movie is like walking us through with language. Here's two things that you can use in your head to sort of parse this movie out. It um, is true. The car wash itself is all about like doesn't matter what my car looks like. I'm going to get a glow up. I want to go through. I want to come out clean and, and get the shit off the door. Nice, right? There's a lot yeah. of nice cars. Oh there's my god, cool there's cars. so many nice cars. Oh yeah, in this uh, movie. what's his name's wife rolls up in a Datsun. Oh man, it's <laughs> 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 in a Datsun. But, but amazing. They, you know that that everyone gets so many people go through that car wash and get washed clean, yep. right? They they just keep going through. People, human bodies go through yeah. that car wash uh, over and over again. And the, the one guy who doesn't want to get wet, right? He's the guy who ends up with shit on his car yeah. at the end. Like he doesn't clean himself up in that. Place. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He refuses to participate in the life of that oh, world, right? Yeah. And he's a black guy. Yeah. yeah. So this movie isn't like we hate white people. Right. There's a black guy who refuses to go through what this thing is right. doing. This right. process, this joyous experience of working together, and yeah, and it's. I mean, I find that really, really interesting. That's really cool. Um, and uh, so, but but uh, the beginning and end. Let me just say this, and Please. then you can talk about anything. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not <laughs> no, trying to. This is why you're here. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, stuff yeah. I'm gonna forget. So, you're the scholar. So you got to rewatch the beginning and end of the movie. Yeah. I'm gonna rewatch this movie. Exit. I want to show it to Jen. Actually, yeah. she'll yeah. love so it. So as you oh, enter, as the characters enter and exit, almost in the same pattern by which it parallels the beginning and end of the film's parallel yeah and the but they're all transformed at by the mm. end of the film mm-hmm. in a way so as they come into the movie we see them entering into this world slowly building up this cosmos with a character who comes in at the beginning to open the shop mm-hmm. being the person at the end right and the last character to leave for all practical purposes is bill duke's character who's the first character or last character to enter the world. He's the one who's mm, late, right? right? Yeah. And he comes back late. There's all of this sort of structure, this this buckling to the film that's really subtle and simple. Each one rides in on an appropriate vehicle to their character. <laughs> all of the vehicles. So Lonnie comes in on the bus, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And we have the renegade Native American crew. So we have the cowboy, yep. the Latino, and the Native American ride in in a jeep. It's a jeep that they're just hanging out right? of, screaming. Oh, I forgot about that. Right? Yeah, and they and two of them hoot and holler on their way out, sort of. Yes. and and you get like each character has this sort of appropriate piece of. Yeah. Of a vehicle to go with who they are, and and that matches up with like this idea that all these gorgeous cars are in the rest of the film. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. like yeah. these beautiful cars, but they're not 
person appropriate. Yeah, right. they're not rep- they're more representative of what the people want to show. Yes, yes. Like the mom and from Jaws and their money. She's I oh yes. get this the vomit wiped off quick because it's gonna rot the it's paint. It's point. gonna do that. It's a great point. And it's like, lady, it's you are your wealth, paint is rotten. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where all the other folks are in, and even Bill Duke's character, right? Yeah. He comes in and he, notice he does not come in in a vehicle in the end. Right, he walks right. in on his he own. Walks in on his There's own, a yeah. transformation that's happening, right? Um, and and actually, a rich white lady, her car would suit her personality if the vomit dried on it and chipped <laughs> the paint a little yeah. bit, yeah. because like yeah. she's you know she's got a decent coat of paint on her, but she's a little a uh, little bit dirty and, yeah, and she's shitty. refusing to let the process happen, right? Yes, like she's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the 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 prostitute is homeless. Right. Well, obviously homeless. She comes in a taxi like you look at each person and all of those choices are these subtle little things that are about showing the craft behind this Mm -hmm. like wacky little movie. That, I, that is, it so is such a dense script because I, I, like, it's a lot of just set them up, knock them down, but you don't realize it until the very end how much has been set up. That's I, like watching the movie. I was just having a good time watching the movie, mm-hmm. and I felt like it's sturdy. It's well, just and I felt st- like I was not paying attention to these things. And then, but, and you shouldn't. And well, but and then we sit and talk about it, and it's like, oh, I was tracking all. It's like I was noting all of this. Yeah, Do you know right, what I mean? Exactly. And we there are plenty of movies I feel like we've talked about where. It takes our intense watching yeah. to note and track those things, right? I, just, I prefer movie, a movie that subtexts it over yeah. a movie that's didn'actic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. this like sneaks its lesson through the entertainment and ends up being this. I, I'm still just processing totally all this. Agree. That, that, but if it was telling me its message nonstop, I probably would have been pretty bored of it. I agree. I agree. But and that's what I mean too is like there, the, there's there. I feel like there's two ways this goes. Oftentimes, at least with you and I, where it's like the movie's either over signposting and so we can have the conversation we're having because the movie gave it all to us mm-hmm. or you and I have to be hyper engaged and wrestle these kinds of things out of it. And this movie, like it, it maybe more a better example than any other I can think of is like, I felt like I didn't have to engage that hard with it, but I still tracked all of this yeah, and yeah, got yeah. all of this out of it. You know, it's, it's like, easier to learn when you don't realize you're doing yes, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah there you like, go. That's a great we're point. having this great conversation about the movie where, uh, obviously, I required did, I reading did take sucks. These things, but it's like I obviously did take these things from the movie. I'm having this engaged conversation about them, but I I wasn't thinking about these things necessarily while I was watching it. When Which they forced us to read than... 1984 in school, I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I read 1984 because I wanted to, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> It's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and it's also fun, right? Like yeah, The other thing is. is, it's a movie that's fun. It is of its time, right? So yeah. it's not an editing, certainly. Maybe it could be a tighter edit. For our standards sure, today, sure. right? I think it's a pretty, but it's solid a pretty good edit. edit. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it a is. solid edit. Just yeah. like if you thought about it as popular entertainment today, yeah, yeah. your oh, media studio like, notes on this would yeah, get this down to twenty exactly, minutes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. you'd have to chop, 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 chop. But but for all of that, like it's still fun. It is. And and there's something about that that I find really refreshing too. Mm-hmm. And it's something I mean, I'm going to say this about Parasite. Like I think as strange as this goes, I think Parasite's fun. Yeah, oh, no, right? I yeah. wholly you know agree. What, you know what I'm you. saying? Yeah, like it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's we'll talk the, about a tight edit, but man. Talk, but that's a tight edit. That's yeah, craft. But in the end, it's an ensemble cast. That's a yeah. lot of fun. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to bring up Parasite during this podcast to compare to this movie. It's a, the more you talk, it's about it, a the really more I was great like, comparison. Th- this no, feels like really that movie. Is. Parasite, yeah. and I would bring us into the yeah, mix. Yeah. Too, no, I think for sure is another one that is very much about class. And the very first line of that movie is trying to win a bigger prize. Yeah, trading your turns for a potential chance at a better. Yeah. And, but, and, but yes, pop entertainment but pop, too. Right, and that idea that it can be in the popular culture and yeah. still speak to these big issues. And yeah. we don't have to jam an art house film yeah, yeah, in an yeah. art house. Right. We can speak to these big ideas and people will listen. Yeah. And so we don't have to just make things entertainment 
or right. thought yeah, provoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another they can place be for both. It. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and really fun and and comedy too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 this movie's full of bits and gags, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there yeah. and some of them work and some yeah. of them don't. You and, know what I mean? And some of them serve the more metaphorical thematics that we're talking about and some of them are just for the pure fun of a gag you know some are both there's a great vomit gag that as we learn is about you know the stain you know the cultural stain vomit gag great vomit gag and the use of the word piss is extraordinary oh that's a great everybody piss 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 so good well and then it all ends with like what does he say like white people do crazy shit or something like that (laughs) it all ends on like I don't know what people white, white people are doing yeah yeah, I, I like greatly enjoyed this movie, uh, and so I have an answer to the question that we asked. And okay, I'm I was take this is what I wanted. To, this is what I wanted to get to. So finally let's let's poll poll Garrett. Which car, came first, okay, car wash right. the movie or car wash the song? I, okay, my working at the car wash. It, it's better than my digging a ditch. Oh, my guess is from the way it's used in the movie that the song predates the movie. That it was not like written for the movie or anything. That it existed was its own pop song. Movie gets written and it's like, yeah, perfect. It's like we already got a good song for that. Like, let's. What's your guess, John? It's going to be the movie came first and the song came second. Car Wash is a hit song by American R&B band Rose Royce. It was the group's debut single and one of the most notable successes of the '70s disco area. Car Wash, the theme of the 1976 motion picture Car Wash, was Rose Royce's most successful single and the lead single from their debut studio album. The Car Wash soundtrack. So it was written for Car Wash. It was written for Car Wash. That's amazing. That's like incredible. It's like, I I think part of the reason I suspected it was maybe predated the movie is because. I know that song. Because as a 30 year old man in in 2020, I know that song very well, you know? It feels like something that couldn't have been a movie theme for me to know it. Oh, well, I love know? disco, and this is such yeah. a great disco yeah. tune. Well, and, well it's yeah. soundtrack. What I think is so funny about that song is it becomes soundtrack about halfway yes. through. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it, the, the lyrics are gone, yep. and that's where the the, oh, the, yeah, the tell is right. Yes. The lyrics are gone, and it's just like playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it never occurred to me. Like the reason why I started to think maybe it was written for the movie is that as that opening montage is happening, just showing the the daily grind of the car wash, the lyrics are kind of describing what I, they're doing. I actually realized yeah, that it's as like, it was they're, going they're on, actually like, doing it. I was like, I never thought about the song "Car Wash" as being about the working class struggle, right. but I think that might be what the song "Car Wash" is. But about. it also fits like that disco theme of like even like YMCA. Like, yeah. okay, well that's probably a bad. Well, whatever, no, I'll go with it. No, YMCA is good because on the one hand, it's like it could be a song that's just like, yo, you go here, you dudes can blow each other. But it's also <laughs> one that's just like, yeah. hey, you know what? There are some uh, there are some civic programs that can help you get a leg up if you need it, and we should celebrate that. It, can, it, and, you know, it can be both. I think it can be can both, depending recommend. on that. Yeah. Are you familiar with Neil Ciciarega, I think is his Dude, name? Dude, yeah, you're the one who took okay. that. <laughs> Neil Ciciarega is a remix artist that you can find on YouTube. Sure. Uh, he, j- he Mostly what he does is take Smash Mouth songs and mix okay. them with other songs. It's wildly hilarious. It's very he funny. He takes YMCA and mixes it with the score from Inception. Oh, you played me that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, So it is the... You don't even realize how amazing that guy's voice is that sings the song YMCA until you hear it without the big disco music. Yeah, yeah. And you just hear it with the spare strings of Hans Zimmer's uh, okay. Inception right. score. But Hans Zimmer's Inception score is also this like dramatic, dramatic emotional music. And when you hear YMCA sung without its actual music and just the power of that guy's voice with that emotional music under it, it's like, oh, YMCA is a protest song yeah. about like, hey, like... America is going to try and strip you of everything and break you down to nothing, but there will always still be a place 
yeah. you can go and we'll be accepted and can rebuild your life. We can get yourself it's clean. A, yeah, it's like it have is, a good meal. I wife's is a fucking great song oh, yeah. that is like that I do think has some like wild like But I think Car Wash is, point, though, yes. is similar to YMCA yeah. in that it's like, yeah, they are describing this movie, but it's also just yeah. saying like um you know the 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 uh, very first lines are you might not ever be rich, but let me tell you it's better than digging a ditch. Yes, and so it's essentially just saying like there's room for you to want to move up, and there's room for there's room for you to both want to enhance your life and to be proud of your standing. Right, and that is a that's something that is it's a tough thing for everyone to do, but it's healthy for everyone to do if they can. And I just think that's beautiful. And like yeah. car wash is about that. And it really suits this movie. Like it does. these are dudes that dudes and ladies that are all just, yeah, it sucks, but mm-hmm. they're all proud of what they can get done here. And that's actually going to be the saving grace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, um, it's that fucking horrible working class struggle of just like, I am barely, sc- I, I'm barely scraping by. But I am scraping by. Oh, yeah. Like Mondays, this is right? providing me something. Yeah, you know, it's like this. This thing is providing me an opportunity. It's a horrible opportunity when we look at it yeah. in, in the large, in the long. But view, we can right? bitch about it, or we can use it. But it is providing me an opportunity to live, survive, whatever. You know, it's the. You know. I kind of needed this movie uh, this <laughs> week because I've been having a really difficult time <laughs> at work, and you, you've been saying it too. It's we, just been yeah. the the year transition in the job that I have has been really tough, and there's okay. been like some moving around and like. It happened at a time where I was like super sick, but couldn't call out. And just, it's just been like, and so there's been no catching up. So I've just been feeling really defeated by it, especially because I get home and the stuff that I view as my potential future ticket out or writing and things like that, my brain doesn't have the capacity to do because I'm just so exhausted. And so I feel so beaten down by it. But I always try and tell myself, like, no, this is, this is affording me the opportunity to, to have a doctor, Mm -hmm. to be, to, to be able to stay mm-hmm. alive long enough to make all this other stuff work. And, you know, and I try to appreciate it. Yeah. And it's so hard to it's hold hard on to, to that when you are just mm-hmm. in the yeah. fucking shit of it. And, um, yeah, it, no, I agree. <laughs> it's, yeah. And, and so this really speaks to that notion of like, you know what? The struggle sucks. And there's room in my existence for it to suck and for me to be appreciative enough of it to realize that it's the first step out of it. I, that And that might be one of the, 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 big powers of this movie right is that like i'm mostly watching non-white characters struggle in a way that i'm struggling do you know what i mean yeah, and, no, and so well, it's like right exactly and so there yeah, is yeah, yeah. a a very a tangible relatability that i get with these characters mm. that you and know that can also then trick you into opening up your mind to I mean. the things yeah. about race mm-hmm. that that if it was on its face it might just be incidentally resistant to Mm-hmm. And now, nope, you're warmed up to it. You're yeah. part of the crew, yeah. so now we can actually get real. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then, like, you're like the entertainment guys, the two singers who we haven't talked about at all. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Right. Who come in and they do the ridiculously inadequate dances they first <laughs> yeah, enter, yeah. and then they're going out for their audition. They look great, yes. right? And and that is the artist who's doing the work during the yeah. day so we can yeah. try and get the break at yeah. night. They and literally synchronize their they vacuuming s- of the car so they, they oh, can get yeah. better That's at right. their. Their their, uh, their their talent, their skill. Their, yeah, you know, they're yeah. using that opportunity. And yeah. the one guy, in, the actor's name I'm going to forget, is in Bingo Long, Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings, which is another favorite film. of. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, Jesus. Say the title again, Joe. Uh, Bingo Long, Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. James Earl Jones and Billy D. Williams. Okay. About, I, you uh, sold me. You just, that, that, that's it. You It'll be me. the next time I come. It'll be, okay, it's, okay. It's about, we should definitely um, do it. It's about uh, the Negro Leagues and okay. a revolution oh, against Also has them. Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. uh, so it's another class film. Sorry, that's, that's what I bring. No, but I, those oh, Otis Day. 
uh, Otis Day. Otis Day is, yeah, is yeah, in yeah. that at who least. That's one that I'm rec- actually appear. We 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 may know him from uh, the Toga movie. The Toga movie, oh, like yeah, he's animal um, a little bit softer now. A he's Otis Day. Yes, 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 Otis Day. Otis Day. So he in he yeah. is a he's a, a wonderful character yeah. in, and they do a very clever thing with him because he's a singer in Bingo Long, and mm. seeing him here, I have all this echo to what this other and Richard yeah. Pryor's in Bingo Long too. Oh, okay. Um, it's a crazy. Oh, you know who else is in Bingo movie. Long? Tony Burton, Tony aka Burton. Apollo Creed's coach. Oh shit! Uh, no, no, he's great. That movie. Yeah, wait, wait, uh, we should definitely do I, that. Five more years, I'll come. Yeah. No, we'll get you back <laughs> sooner no, than we'll that. Have you sooner than that? Along. And we would love to. I, like, uh, you know, Parasite was my favorite movie. That I love, like, uh, right now, especially as I feel like I'm very much struggling under the weight of capitalism and stuff. It's like all these class struggle movies have been, like, very, uh, they, they've been speaking very loudly to me. I think that over the last couple of years, especially now that, like, the stuff that went into production immediately post-Trump is yeah. now starting to come to yeah. fruition, yeah. there's a lot of class concerns being just... Exercised and I uh, through movies and I mean exorcised through movies, yes, you know? yes, yes, and well and it's yeah, it's just and we're at that point now where we're gonna see it. I mean, God, if that guy wins again or succeeds again, we'll say uh, if that guy <laughs> succeeds again, then um, I, I I'm the silver lining yeah. is gonna be the just angry art that's gonna come out yeah. of it. But I it's well, and the <laughs> doors don't when if that happens, right? The doors shut farther on the kind of empathy because yeah. that's the big yeah. like. Of all of the things yeah. that agreed loss of empathy, not loss of like destruction of the concept of empathy yes, as yes. A, as public discourse, which this movie is talking about so firmly, yeah, it's just not part of that popular yeah. discourse agreed. from that part of the world. We're yeah. at this point now where we're almost like wantonly chasing the idea of othering as much as we can, no, it, and yeah, and and sadly, uh, it, it's like really taking. And I and dude, dude. Car Wash is very much a movie where it's like everybody's an other, but that does not mean that they should be othered. Like right. we should actually embrace that otherness as one. And it's yeah. it's that melting pot that that we say we are and never I actually mean, behave. Successfully like. got us to the point where uh, it's like now it's just like our party is dismantling itself by attacking itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah. It's like no, for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's fucking bad. It it's really like, took, and it's in, yeah. it's insidious because the people who know they're doing it are gleefully doing it yep. and the people that don't know they're doing it think that they're doing something really good yeah yeah and it's it's and that's what's so insidious yeah. about it is that it takes a complete step backwards but it's so hard to step backwards because to disengage feels as if you're you're right. using privilege to dismiss right, right, right. Uh, responsibility yep, 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 yep. and it's so hard to walk that line yeah dude well, and it's yeah, yeah, and we, me off. you know we look at the horror we have coming out now you know quiet place to yeah. right or whatever yeah. which thematically feels like it's going in a place walking dead which speaks to a certain kind of what post-apocalyptic world is going to be like mm-hmm. and and they're all like we have to find empathy again oh that's yeah what we have to find what we have to find mm-hmm. and and even i mean ultimately that's what us is underlying right that's the but there's so much anger in the background that yeah. we, we, it's hard to to reach through because those films are about the films television whatever are about horror Right, they're about violence, whereas this movie's not, and so we can get past that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the uh, the way we're yeah. entering into it is with this with doesn't laughter, need to have a barbed heart. hook to be like, ooh, gotcha. Right, yeah. and, and and maybe we'll find a way t- for us to get to the point where we don't need that barbed hook. But right now we do, because mm. there's open wounds and pain yeah. and suffering. Right, this movie is seventy six. Right, so you're coming out of the civil rights movement. Right. It's not 
68. I was thinking about that. I don't think this movie's made in 68. Right. I don't think you can do it. I think it certainly isn't made in 82. Yeah. And, you know, you have to get past Nixon. You have to get past that whole Vietnam era, all of the the murders, like from Fred Hampton to King to X to whatever. You know, Bobby Hutton, all these people who die in that period. You have to get past it. You have to get to a place where you can have Star Wars. I know. I was thinking about how this has to be like a certain amount removed from segregation itself, right? Like, that, like it makes sense that this movie is 76 and not even 74. Right. Or 72, right. or right? Like, it, it has to be... It, it has to be removed a certain amount of time from something like segregation, uh, among all the other things that you were talking about as well. For this... I, I don't know, for this to be... It would a, feel like sci-fi if it was still segregated, yeah. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. It would feel science fiction. How, or something. how did this, when it came out? I know you said, like in your neighborhood, it it was successful. It was the kind of thing that you would so, watch. Did this have broad appeal, or was it still more niche? Broader appeal than lots of black exploitation films. That, okay, but okay, like yeah, in yeah. my neighborhood, like this was the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Were, you know, uh, you know, my youth was like Jaws, Car Wash, this movie Bingo Long. I'm talking about yeah, like yeah. there are these things that are like anchors to the who the being who I am. Yeah, yeah. And Star Wars, right? Which mm-hmm. is the, a, a, a fascinating movie about white and light and darkness, right? Yeah. And that you know, the, for me, those were the places I was sitting. It's where I grew up, right? Yeah. Like it's how, and so I have difficulty seeing outside of that bubble. I really, really do, because my community was large, right? Narstown isn't a small right. town. Yeah, it's like yeah. a, it's a. But then it was, you know, a super large borough. Yeah. My school was really big. We were fighting to get black principals in our schools. There weren't any black principals in mm. school. We were sitting in in middle school, for goodness sake, sitting in to get a black principal. Really? That's yeah. wild. Wow. It was, the world was different yeah. because maturity was different because we were accessing things in a different way, I think. Pop, you know, popular entertainment can do some of that, and dumbing down education can certainly do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we were doing those kind of things. So there was revolution taking place, and... Car wash was a bucket load of fun. Like, yeah. and, and we went and we had a ball and we watched it and we didn't even really know what it meant. Right. Mm. Do you follow me? Like as yeah. an adult reflecting on this film and like Bingo Long, all this whole work of of cinema, and, and it's not just black film, but film of this period, uh, reflecting on it, I'm like, I know why I'm who I am. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. why I'm the crazy leftist <laughs> theater guy because that I grew up in a world where I was being told this. In the same yeah. way that my my nature, I have a sort of sort of self sacrificial nature, a community volunteering nature. It's all the results of uh, Ultraman and Space <laughs> oh, Giants yeah. and uh, you know Star Blazers, all these Japanese films that yeah. tell the individual to give themselves up to the group. Yeah, yeah. And so you mix those two things together, and you get who I am. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, and and so I know entertainment has that power over me. But when I was watching it, I didn't. I watched right. it, and we had fun, and we sang the song on field day. Yeah. That's why it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, and no, yeah, uh, field day. <laughs> you know, and, and and Michael was at the field day with that's Michael amazing. Yates was at yeah, field day so with funny. terrifying to think. We get it. We'll have to get you guys in together. Yeah, so oh, I would love to work. So, much fun. so uh, yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, that that's the, that to me. I don't know what broad appeal it had. Yeah, it was yeah. certain. I mean, you can check its you money know, numbers, check right? Out the budget. Um, I, I can't imagine that it broke the bank budget wise. <laughs> but I also I mean, can't a lot imagine that it cost very much. I think the most expensive thing you got there is Richard would, Pryor. Would be the cast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It is cast because and you just rented that space for what a couple of weeks. Sure. Maybe, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And it's all daytime shooting, right? right. Like yeah. there's there's only that there's one the nighttime night at the scene. End. Yeah. Right. Which at the end. that was so weird to see a night scene actually shot at night because yeah. we don't do that anymore no right, right. now right, we right. just put a, a you know a glaze over yeah, it and say it's nighttime and people are still squinting at stage lights and you know what there was I something interesting about that 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 final scene where there's does, no uh, there's no budget information on okay. wikipedia or, or huh where, yeah. where it does finally take place at night because it's uh it feels dangerous all of a sudden no yeah, right like sure. suddenly this location that that was just fun and bright and what you know in the cover of night, like it. Oh, this is actually it's it's a car wash. It's exposed to the street on all sides, and the, you know it just it feels like a dangerous place for him to be with a safe full of money. You know, yeah, and and closed in too because it yeah. suddenly becomes and strangely enough, right? That's the only scene in the movie where we're in a single small contained space. Yeah, normally there's a door open that lets you know everybody's still outside working yep. on the cars. You can see the windows. There's, you there's can... all sorts of background action, yep. right? And who knows. To be completely honest, how much of that background action was like legit planned or not? Background yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. It might you have know? just been done guerrilla stuff. Can you imagine how big a space you would have had to close down? They couldn't have done it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. They, that was probably Do, a two day shoot just getting the street. Do we know where this takes place? What city this is in? It's L, it takes place in LA. It's they LA. call it LA. That's yeah. what I thought. And okay. it's a K, right? So the K, the radio station's a K. Right, so right, 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 for yeah. sure it's West Coast, but they yeah. call LA and they reference LA. A couple regions, LA locations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lindy, the uh, the trans character, yeah, do you know that's Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch? Holy that's shit, it. really? Yeah, yep. Huggy that's Bear amazing. from Starsky and Hutch. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like you know all these. Yeah, people. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Was well, have you seen Foxy Brown? I've never seen Foxy, Foxy Brown. Brown. He's Bunky and Shaft. Wow. Uh, he's Fly Guy, and I'm gonna get you, sucker. Which if wow. you haven't seen that, that uh, I've is seen. So I'm gonna get you, sucker. That funny. one is really oh, funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Message. Man, still acting. It's still still chugging it out, right? Still, uh-huh. I, I'm actually surprised at how many, how much of this cast. Like, I always get depressed whenever we see some. You know, Exhumed films. Mm-hmm. Okay, anytime I go to Exhumed films, I end up getting you know falling down a wiki hole. But I always get sad when most of the casts in in the right, movies that are deceased, away, yeah. and usually at like young ages. And I always joke like, well, you know, they were just inhaling coke and making movies. Yeah. But like everybody in this movie, short of Pryor and Carlin, is still kicking. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Wow, yeah, they're all still alive. Actually, yeah, look at TC now. Oh, wow. Definitely him. Yep. Look at that face. That's oh, that yeah, smile. no, for sure. And you've seen him, too. Yes. He's doing, still working. Oh, he was in Bridesmaids as, uh, what's her name's dad? He was the detective in the Burbs. We just did that. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. The jazz singer. Oh, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's on Deadwood. Yeah. I knew yeah, I recognized. He's great in Deadwood. He's uh, the nigger general. Okay. If I may <laughs> use the N word briefly. Well, it's the character. Name. I mean, I didn't use it. Right. <laughs> the um so there's also looking through this cast list, there's a large list of deleted scenes actors, including Danny DeVito. Whoa. Um, yeah, that there's scenes available someplace. You can find that scene. Okay. It may okay, be on cool. YouTube, it may be DVD extras. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's it. there's a whole bunch of them. Brooke it's Adams, weird, Benny it? Baker, Danny DeVito, Wait, Louis Lillian, Danny Tucker. I've never seen Deadwood. Is there really a character that that's the character's that's name the character's on Deadwood? Name. Fascinating. He, I mean, yeah, I've never his seen Deadwood either. Right, right, right. Or else okay, I would okay, not okay. use it at all. It's his I, name I was going to say, I, I, just from talking to you over this conversation, I was like, that seems weird that he just dropped that. And then it occurred to me like, oh, I bet I know why. Yeah. Yeah, it's his It's his name and he names himself that. It's okay. fascinating. Yeah. The, um, yeah, Deadwood's 
ridiculous. I got that's um that's very high on my list of you to really, watch. So, I love westerns and I love Ian McShane. Uh, it's He's a, just the best. Yeah, um, it's it's a wildly strong cast. And if you want to talk about something that's speaking to other issues, mm-hmm. it's speaking to other issues. And class is one of the major issues of it. But it's that that series is spectacular. And I'm going to be this is this is an embarrassing truth that my wife will be happy. I said, I don't ever finish anything. So like I don't watch the ends of series. It's just a thing. I can't do it. I don't Fair. But I really struggle. Most of with them you're better off. Completion. <laughs> well, I do this you know with video mean? games. I, I, I want the I don't know whatever joy I'm getting out of the video game. I don't want it to end. Right. So I never finish the game. Oh, yeah. I will get very close to the end and just never you, finish. You've got to catch them most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I, I watched Deadwood to the last episode of the last season and stopped and never watched the final episode until the movie came out. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got to watch the final episode. But then can I watch the movie? I don't know. And I and I did. And it actually really wonderful arc yeah. and, and completion. But my fear is always it's going to fail. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you invest in this thing and you get to this place. I thought you were going to say that you still haven't like, watched the last 20 minutes no, of I, the movie. No, I, I have, in fact, watched the whole movie. I, I did stop it twice and think about it. And, fair, and, uh, fair. Continue to the end. I really do want to watch that, especially like as I delve into trying to write scripts and stuff. Everyone Everyone's like, that's the show to watch for dialogue. Yeah, Milch is it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's poetry. It's absolutely beautiful. I just have such a hard time writing dialogue. I will write you prose all day long, but dialogue's so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but so that's something that I'd like to study. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Nice. God, this was uh, this wonderful. is awesome. I'm trying to think <laughs> if I have anything else to say movie. about it. I, I, I'm, I think I'm, you know, I'm pretty tapped. We, we really got into everything. One, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. that a, was that a gas station pun to just tie it all together? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It wasn't, but that breakfast for ninety nine cents. I read it. It was Dude. two eggs any style, toast with jam, and I believe it said <laughs> bacon. And it was ninety nine cents. So crazy. There's like a diner. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a half hour outside of where my parents live that still does. What do they call it? Like the 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 bl- the is it the bluebird oh, special? Blue, blue plate special. Blue, sp- blue plate right. special. Yeah, and it's like. It's blue plate, blue. I, I don't know. It's like seven fifty yeah. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. or something, you know. And, it, and it's like it's two still pancakes, a great deal. Yeah. Sausage links. It's you know, but it's like uh, it's crazy to see this movie and be like, uh, like to me, a blue plate special. Getting that whole meal for less than ten bucks. I'm like amazing. Yeah, yeah. Never beat that. Can't believe anybody's still doing it. And it used to cost a dollar. A dollar. Right, a dollar. Right. And you get change. Insane. Right, you, you get, get a penny back. Yeah. You can throw down $2 and it covers a 100% tip. Insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah, that was... Oh, and there was something I, I, that just popped in my head that I forgot to say when we were talking about... Uh, uh, what's his name? Garrett Morris getting yeah. parking tickets. Yeah. yeah, Prominently featured throughout the movie is a sign that says... Uh, uh, you know, with each, I think, with each oil change or each service, free park and wash. Oh. It's like if you got a car yeah. and you pay for service, you can park here for free. But yeah. he doesn't have a car he, uh, and he doesn't pay them for service. He can't park for free. <laughs> even he works there. Yeah. That's very yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah, funny. I also want to just say, too, Quentin Tarantino is not the first guy to score his film with a radio station oh, running right. yeah, that's the true. whole time. Yes. Yes. K Billy's Sounds of the 70s. That he yeah. watched the, I mean, this is a for movie sure. in his wheelhouse, right? And so this, it's a stylistic 
tool that he just can grab and yeah, use. Yeah, well, and, and you've got, uh, and right around the same era would be The Warriors, right? Which I'll also look, has your... Another your, one of my favorite films. Love that right? movie. Warriors also rules. has your DJ as narrator kind yep. of thing. Also, uh, we've talked about this many times, and you still got to see it, I think. Vanishing Point has a great I sort of watch Vanishing narrating yep, DJ absolutely. that is... So it seems like this era, I, you know, this is also, this is the era of the disc jockey, right? Yeah. yeah like right. 60s, 70s, it's like, that's the era of the right, disc jockey. Right, we lived jockey, on the know? airwaves, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's interesting that that was like a thing that was in the air that these these voices that 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 carry us through you know and it's it's Tarantino just paid homage <laughs> to it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood these the, we are united oh, yeah. by this media that right, that we can get through these airwaves right mm-hmm. well that's and, something that he's sort of paying homage to like as a passing era Once Upon yeah, a Time yes, in Hollywood yeah. is like right. we we actually don't all sit down for right, broadcast no anymore is that, we on demand everything we yeah, choose when yeah. our entertainment mm-hmm. comes to us. Whereas before it was, we had to meet the entertainment. Yeah, yeah. But thus, since everybody did, the water cooler talk was not, oh, I won't spoil it for you. It was, let's talk about what we watched last exactly, night. Exactly, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was inclusive, not exclusive. Yeah, yes, but it's yeah. very interesting that, that's a, that, 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 that becomes a storytelling trope yeah, in this yeah. era, right? Of like the, the DJ being the one that sort of narrates our lives for us. Right. Like we're all listening to the DJ as yeah, we yeah. You know, operate through our lives. Or that was uh, so, one of the big themes of, and it's going to sound dumb, but in Anchorman, that oh, was yeah. the big drawing yeah, force yeah, yeah. of the humor was, People trusted their anchorman right, right. because he was the source of the news. And so in Anchorman, it was like, she's the source of the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, I, I couldn't name you five newscasters right. working today. I couldn't, yeah. you know, it's whatever. But like back then it was, yeah, that's your newsman. Yeah. That's if, if Tom Brokaw said it, right. then it's, it's gospel. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, I did think about that. I was like very fat. And actually what I will say is I do think this movie is one of the better uses I've seen of that as a device. Yeah. It, it, I think in its own way, sort of the subtlety of this movie, that radio broadcast is a gives us a lot of the context by mm-hmm. which we can understand the metaphors in this movie. Mm. And because they're just the radio broadcast, you could just as easily ignore them as you're watching it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Well, they, when I show people fade right this into movie, the that's always my fear. My yeah. fear is that it's it, it, we think of it as background noise right, instead of right. uh, you know text. Like it's very much know. part of the text of this movie. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, you know to extend that, it's talking about the fact that art is speaking to what the world's really like. Yeah. Like it's referencing what's happening in the world. Yeah. Well, that's what car wash is doing about our world right right, and right. so like if you want to nest that thing in some russian doll <laughs> it's like inside the inside yeah. uh but yeah i mean it's a great use of it yeah and it's entertaining too it mm-hmm. is it's very, oh, yeah, it keeps yeah, it yeah. lively Even and it has that great gag when a uh, boss hog puts on sinatra yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like oh yeah listen to that and they're all like and like it's well, none they of go them notice slow motion well it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's they the chapelle just, oh. it's the chapelle sketch right about the way oh, different cultures listen to different kinds of music or whatever where he's like yeah if you turn on the wrong thing for them they're not going to react you got to turn on the right thing for him and then they well, got it, was, uh, it, it was the first it was the beat all the black people yep. danced yep. and then they added percussion and all and the Spanish Latin people danced dance. and then uh, John Mayer came in and started soloing and then <laughs> white people and started the, the white people <laughs> dance because they hear electric guitar yeah it's so a good funny. bit yeah. it's amazing yeah. yeah that was that I really enjoyed this quite a bit. This movie was and thank great. you for bringing it. Yeah. Great. Well, awesome. I really appreciate you giving me the time to talk about oh, it. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. You know, Please like, come back work. and uh, do whatever that other crazy title Bingo Long. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the That sounds name. great. It, it's, a, it's a ball. It's another ton of fun. I and would love to watch it. A little it. more dramatic, but a ton yeah. of fun. I would love yeah. to watch yeah. it. And and with somebody who can provide us the kind of context that you yeah. brought for this movie, because that, sure. I think, really opened this that up helps. for us. And other actors you'll... You're gonna wreck it. You'll know all of them. I'll know You'll James like, Earl Jones. Oh wait, that's, uh, that's James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Why do I know that voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So what thank was the you wait, so what was the radio station? It was K KGY or something. Because uh, all I can hear is the radio, radio, radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
Uh, I think it was KGY because I remember in my head just thinking KG, but it was not Mm. (laughs) because I was trying to give myself a mnemonic, but it it failed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There you go. Well, uh, should we wrap things up? Let's wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, please plug yourself, your theater, like all the things that you want. Yeah, to so about. I'm uh, the artistic director of Iron Age Theater, and we do social justice theater for the most part. We have a play called Marks and Soho that's touring the world. That's by Howard Zinn, who is an old friend of ours, or at least wow. long-term acquaintance. And uh, a play called uh, the, uh, it's an incredibly long title, but it's about Fred Hampton, called uh, Letter to My Unborn Child, that a friend of mine Rich Bradford wrote that is touring the country. Cool. Uh, when we do work locally, we do far fewer pieces of theater now because these big social justice things capture us. Yeah. I also um, the co-host of a podcast called Rack and Focus Podcast, where we watch new films almost uniformly as close to out, coming out as we can, since we don't get screeners because we're still <laughs> youthful in that world. Yes. Uh, and it's my son-in-law who's about your age, maybe yep. a little bit younger, and uh, and I who see things from a different perspective we go in the movies and we talk about them immediately following the movie we yeah. go in watch it with a real audience come out talk in our car and when we're done that we a day or two later we get together and we with context now or now having seen the film with context re-examine it and have a conversation we like we talk a lot more about uh camera shot yeah, fil- yeah. you know film stock or not cg and then story 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 underneath it all so that's cool. what we do uh, yeah, so there you go. That's me. And uh, and our friend uh, Michael Yates has been a guest on that podcast. Hey, yeah, so he correctly, saw right? Birds yeah. of Prey with us. Yeah. In fact, last night, uh, and yeah, yeah. we're releasing that on Tuesday. Uh, and so, and if people want to find out about it, rackingfocuspodcast.com. All the crap is there. So awesome. you Sweet. can see what we're going to see next. You can listen to episodes. And oh, I'm going to check it out, works. actually. This is the first time I'm yeah. hearing about it. So you know, in the future, we're uh, going to do a little... Uh, do a little yeah, little, we would like to invite you guys to, to join us. We just need to figure out what movie you want to come out to Plymouth meeting for an evening. Then I'll see any goddamn movie. Yeah, I'll see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, if we can time it right, we might even be able to get access to a screener to make it yeah. cheap Ooh. and early for everybody. Yeah. So yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah that might be really fun. exciting. We're on the list, so we can, yeah. we okay, can cool. facilitate that We could probably make something bit. like yeah. that work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, all we do is at the end of every episode, we say, AMC, if you could give us tickets for free, <laughs> this would be better, AMC. Nice. Uh, so that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's who, that's who I am. Great. That's who we are. And I've plugged the website, so Josiah won't be angry. So it's good. Good, uh, I want to thank you guys for letting me share this movie with you to and spend yes. time. This was a. I'm gonna buy this movie. It's a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh good. So yeah. good. Uh, I really enjoyed this time. Awesome. Thanks you for making me here, feel man. classy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a piece of shit. Well, <laughs> and so this was fantastic. Uh, you guys are funny, entertaining, and thoughtful, and I'm mostly just dour. <laughs> uh, so it was no, really no, no. good. You were really good stuff. No, no, no. You were a great part of this conversation. We really appreciate it, John. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff at I Like Two Movies it's Numeric Two. Uh, email us I Like Two Movie at uh, gmail.com uh, please, I, I'm like finally starting to connect with some people on Twitter that listen to our show there's a guy like Cozy Rye I think his name I am, is I know Cozy Rye yeah, uh, like email us like tell yeah. us you're out there listening and tell us what you want us to talk about give us suggestions of things you'd like to hear us you know watching and, and talk about and stuff we, we want to hear from these people uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. it's with an F um, I write for cinema76.com farcitablog.com uh, I've been over on thatentertains.com more again lately um, so check me out around there Right on. At uh, Dan Scully on everything. I'm kind of on hiatus from Twitter for just mental health reasons. So like it's going great. It's it, honestly night and day, but dude, yeah. I feel great. I just was like, why am I being mad at dumb shit? <laughs> it's so stupid. And, and, and I know that I'm wrong to be getting mad, but right. since I can't help it, it's yeah, like yeah, right, better right, right. to just, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm not going to dangle the, the 
you know, the meat in front of the crocodiles. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Is that a good metaphor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I still do put all my reviews up there, and I, I'm, I'm cognizant of it. I'm not, like, being a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so you can find me there, uh, Letterboxd, Cinema76.com, Findy.com. Um, I believe that's everything. That's everything. Yeah. Birds of Prey review just dropped on Findy today, so check oh, yeah. that out. Oh, yeah. And um, I believe the next thing I have coming is... Call of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, goodness gracious! Fun. Give me back my dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, is there a dog in that film? Because I, I, so. I think it might just be digital. <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah, a digital yeah. dog. Yeah. Actually, which a real the thing hyena there. in Birds of Prey looked awesome. That was a yeah. That's a how how do you do that? I don't know whether that was a dog wearing like partially green suit, whether it was an enhanced animatronic. Yeah. It looks awesome. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, all right, Bruce the hyena. But yeah, that's where all my stuff is. We did the movie movie plugs, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're cool, good. cool. We're good. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And apparently, I'm John Doyle, and I like to movie movie. Yes, we well. all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie.